All right, so it's looking like looking like we're live. All right, so Coco Talk, episode 97. It's going live in three, Hi, two. this is Dale Leader, designer of TRS-80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. With your host, Mr. Can't Get Past Level 1 in Any Game, Stevie Stroh. Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday night. Do you know where your color computer is? Welcome to Coco Talk, episode 97. If this show gets any older, we'll be reaching somewhere near the age of, I don't know, maybe some of the members of the panel here. Well, welcome to the program. We're here. We're live. We're on the air. It's 8 o'clock p.m.-ish, give or take a few minutes. We're on Coco time right now. My real-time clock was a little out of sync, unfortunately, so since I had the prototype, I uh, did not have the exact time here queued up. But we're live, we're on the internets, and we've got a, 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 a cast of characters for us. We've got, on opposing corners, we've got the, the two Australians here. We've got the Northern Pole and the Southern Pole, keeping the planet aligned just right. So on the top left, we've got Bryza, good eye. And in the bottom right, we've got Nick Morenti. Good eye, good eye. All right, really good. Welcome to the program, and we've got the uh, the the uh, yin and yang of Radio Shack shirts here. With the white shirt, we've got Mark oh. Bosley. With the black shirt, we've got Ron Delvo. All right, we've got Brian Weasler with us in the oh. house. Hello, Brian. All right, from O Canada, we've got lovely Curtis Boyle. How's it going, eh? Hey, beauty, legendary game designer Rick Adams with us. Yes, we got the guy with the cool hat, James Diffendaffers with us. Hello, James. Hello. We got the guy contributing to climate control, Mr. Dumpster Fire himself, Hello. Richard Lorbieski is with us. We have the Internet's own Grant Leedy has made a special guest appearance. Hello, Grant. Who's he? One on the right. It's not a, a who, it's a, it's a what. <laughs> yes. And, and our guest of honor, the man is so important that we named the show after him, Nick Morota's with us. Hello, oh, Nick. Thank you, thank you. You are too kind. Everybody's... <laughs> yes, you are. Love you are too kind, Nick Morota. Yes. Uh, Tim Franklin's in the live chat. Ken Reichard is in the live chat. Tom C's out there from Jersey. Chad's here, Nick's neighbor. Al Hartman was out there. Retro Innovations trolling in advance before we were even on the air. So um, it's official. We have we have arrived. We've 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 been legitimized by Jim Brain. So that's a good thing. Yeah, Greg is here. Uh, we miss Greg. I don't know what Greg's been up to. Greg, what have you been up to? Uh, I just been busy doing a. a 
on the weekends, I've been doing some conferences uh, for storm chasing, which is my other hobby I do, which was in Wichita, Kansas. So, and then ah, no, no, no. Did you catch them? Just starting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mm. got a big storm right here, so you got it. <laughs> you should be chasing snow at this point. You'd be all yeah, over the place. A... Yeah, mm. Dave. Yeah, we have a sh- we have a shite storm <laughs> on the air right blizzard now. So. Going on right now, so. Wow. Oh, I'm much happier breaking stuff. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that? I said, you could take our summer and we'll have your snow. Yeah, right. Oh, Ron Delvaux was posting some pictures of snow in in Arizona. What happened? You you lost a cactus or something. Yeah, we had a large swirl cactus, probably about eight foot tall or more. Uh, The ground got soft and the wind toppled it over and it broke it in half. Oh, that is sad. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a good uh, 16 or 17 years old. Oh. Hadn't gotten any arms yet. Wow. And um, mm. I looked up to see if uh, oh, maybe I could make some, uh, you know, swirl pancakes with it or something. <laughs> uh-uh. They'll make you throw yeah. up, evidently. <laughs> it's a toxic. Oh, wow. That just means you have to really like mm. it to have one. Mm. Yeah, well. No tequila is made out of cactus. That could be is it? too. I don't know what the heck hmm? tequila is made. I don't. I have no idea. Is that true? Is it made I out of cactus? It sucks. Uh, I don't know. Somebody Google that. Ask Siri. This, this cactus that fell probably weighs six hundred mm. pounds. I'm going to have to get somebody to wow. carry it out of here. Plus, wow. it has those barbs on it. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, we know we've got one uh, one special uh, uh, announcement today. We've been warned in advance. And we also have a new segment that we'll tell you about in a minute. But our very own Brian Weezer, he teased us last week. He says, I'm probably going to have something, some type of thing to show off next week. So did, yes, did your wish off. come true? Yep. And do you have yeah, something? I've been wanting to get for a while. I know a few, <laughs> a few of us out there have them and everything. But this... I've been waiting for one to, to come in that was in a good shape. And this one here, if it's uh, if it's used, it's lightly used. It's like brand new. Still had all the original twist ties on all the uh, cabling and everything. But uh, and you've heard the expression, you know, a brother from another mother. So I was able to acquire myself a, uh, a dragon. Oh. This is a 64. And nice. uh, this thing is in, uh, it's in, uh, it's in excellent shape here. Oops. Yeah. So is it the Tano Dragon the or is Tano. it the UK Dragon? Okay, so this is probably one of the ones from yep. California Digital. Where there was there was new stock that was being sold yep. up, up to a couple years really ago. Yeah. Shape. It's like like brand new. Yeah. So yeah, very excited to get this here. So I haven't even turned it on yet. So. Yes, was it was. Was that eBay? Yep, it was out there on eBay. Uh, a guy had it out there for two hundred. And, uh, or you said, make an offer. So I threw a price out there and he, he replied back in like five minutes. So I quickly paid. Wow. Pay now. So, so nice. Yeah. Nice. We're very excited about Good this one. I've been waiting to, Good for you. to get one for a while. So it, uh, so how is the box when it came? Was it in good shape? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, uh, it, I think it's been stored around a little bit. You can kind of see a little bit of wear on the corners and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think all mine was the same yeah. way. So. Yeah. But it came, it came in another box, didn't it? 
Yes, yeah, they shipped it very well. I was very happy to see it. He had like a mile of bubble wrap around yeah. this whole thing. So good. So yep, it was uh, shipped very well and came in really good shape. So yeah, I was really excited to uh, add this to my collection. Yeah, the funny thing about those are um, nice. when you switch it on, you have to switch it on top of the power supply, which is a little weird. Oh, okay. Yep. Did you yep. notice that? No, I like I said, I, I haven't even hooked it up yet. I've just uh, been admiring it from afar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, you'll really get connected here one of these days. Here soon, so. I'll post something out there. But, yeah, I was really excited to get that. And I got some more. Uh, I got another little lot that I, I bid it on yesterday. And uh, it's coming to a uh, nice little box of about 10, 10 or 12 different items. And uh, I was really kind of surprised about that. I'll, I'll share that next week when it comes in. All right. Cool. Cool. Now, um, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there is a composite yes. out um, from that dragon. And from what I understand, I think David Ladd's the one who told me this. If you get the one that's designed for the... Yeah. What is that? Is that's that like the a, RF. No, that's the, your RF out. The, that's the RF. The composite out right. is like a little mini oh. DIN connector. And I believe I believe it uses, if you get the one for the Sega Genesis, it's wired properly, that it will work properly. If you get the one for the Commodore, the pinout on the on the computer side is is correct, but your your RCA is something has to be flip-flopped in one of I'll those. Look to at get that there. That is this on the back thing? Here? Yeah. That might be. I'm not I think sure. I haven't looked at mine yet. Yeah. cable or something like that, but it crossed grounds with a different something or other. I don't know. Yeah. So I know if you use, I, I know the one for the, um, the one for the Commodore will fit, but the pinout on the RCA side is different. Okay. And something has to be changed, right? But if, but I think David Ladd had discovered if you got one that was made for the. Um, the original first generation Sega Genesis uh, composite out that pinout and the wiring for the RCA outputs okay. are perfect. So your your audio and video nice. will come from that. Okay, I'll, so, I'll reach out to David. Yeah, I, I feel about ninety percent that I'm telling you the right information. So. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you know, we started at eight eight o'clock Eastern, right? And uh, <clears throat> about that seven o'clock and the right. wiring. Fletcher was here and uh, left. So you missed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher was here. Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, she had her reports with her. Excellent. Yeah. You'll go far, Fletcher. You'll go with, far with the dragon. Yeah. I guess uh, I, I've uh, I've started to read a little bit about it though. But uh, many of the uh, the games were compatible with it. Is that correct? Yeah, the other thing that was different really was the keyboard mapping. So if you're playing a keyboard-based game, then some of the keys will be totally different. Yeah. Even, to... the ROM, even the ROM cartridges will work? <laughs> Unless as they programmed as... it to handle both, then yes. As, as long as the, the ROM... Well, as long as the program calls the documented ROM calls, it'll work. Guess how many do that? You have an SDC, don't you? Yes. Well, an SDC will work with the... Uh... Uh, machine and uh, <clears throat> you can download a whole bunch of uh, S VDKs, I think they're called. And um, also, there's a lot of uh, WAV files that you can load in with it, um, tons of them, because basically, I think uh, most people used a cassette with this uh, particular machine. Hmm. A lot of people didn't have uh, money or they didn't have uh, copies. Yeah. 
floppies weren't as popular in the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things that I've got from the queued up from the news that went by Facebook this week was somebody got the Moo, and I'll show that off. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with what it is, but it's kind of like maybe Jim Brain's Coco Mem, but for the Dragon and uh, Coco One and Two, it adds 512k of RAM, um, an MMU. I think it adds the ability to also mount SD cards and has a boot ROM and things like that. So, um, somebody got one of those. So I figured I'd show that off. Um, yeah, if you get if you use a Coco SDC on a Dragon, you got to change a couple of the dip switches right. to put yeah. it in Dragon mode. I think you might you may or may not have to load a Dragon DOS ROM into one of the banks too. I've Somebody done that. have to go through this recently. Yes, is that you, Ron? Yeah, I yeah. up successfully. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got mine still in the box too, which I've never opened. It's on my list to do is to look at my Tano Dragon. Um, but also realize that the disk format is different. So um, you can't load a Cocoa disk on a Dragon DOS and vice versa because the, the formats are different. So you need to find, uh, you know, virtual disk okay. files that are Dragon format. I forgot. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Um, I just have to get another one just there. for this one and keep the other one for the Cocoa. Yeah, exactly. I was well, with your machine, that, you did get thing. a cable for hooking up to a uh, cassette player. And uh, you'll be able to... Um, Right with your phone or the your PC to uh, uh, programs in if you want. Yep. Yep. Sure enough. Very very cool. Bruce Moore has just joined us. Ken Reichard's out there. Um, neat, 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 neat. Well, we're gonna tease this because uh, we have a new segment. This was kind of Ron Delvaux's his brainchild of Ron Delvaux. Like I'm like. <laughs> Many of the great things that have come to this show, we have Ron to thank for. Now, we're not exactly sure what we're going to call the segment. I think we're going to call the segment C-Load M. And here's what you... live chat can't hear me right now let me add the microphone okay now the live people can hear me too uh, you're going to see a screen like this and it says stand by audio download please do not make a sound mute your microphone so what's going to happen at some point in time in the show um we're going to play a cassette file that's been recorded and if you're able to do it live then you're a better man than i but the idea is is that this is a coco program and whoever is able to take that audio and somehow get it to load into a Coco, be it real or virtual, and then hit exec, and then you tell us what it is. If you just notify the show, Coco Talk at CocoTalk.live, there'll be a prize, right? So um, so that's going to be the thing. It's just a little segment. It's a thing we're going to try, but we're going to actually play a cassette file over the air that you can either try to listen to live or you can do it later on in the uh, podcast or whatever. And play the play the audio of this this hit C load M loaded into a Coco real or virtual, hit exec. Tell us what it is. Win a prize. That, is that is that the gist it. of it there, Rondelvo? <laughs> that's about it. So we'll see how this goes. Right, this is riveting radio. Right? Can you just imagine somebody's like in their car and it's like the emergency broadcast station on steroids? <laughs> like, I, I can just imagine somebody <laughs> tuning into the live stream a little late, and that's where they start. I, I got a question about the prize. Is Paul Ciscarelli uh, uh, eligible? No, and neither is uh, Jason the douchebag <laughs> Coco Man either. So he's not. And neither am I. <laughs> hey, this is Coco Talk on. Have tape. you won a prize? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. This is a lot like the so, um, this is a lot like yeah. a lot like one of the endings on Bandersnatch, eh? If you that guy, they play a cassette <laughs> tape, and if you pl- if you plug it into a, a Spectrum emulator, you get a uh, you get a game. Cool. Oh, Bruce Bruce Moore says, "Hold my beer." Bruce Moore says, "I can tell by listening. I don't even have to run it." So Bruce is going to be able to listen to the data <laughs> oh, oh, and tell us what it is. Himself. He's going to be like this. Yeah, the uh, Matrix uh, is going <laughs> to... <laughs> Hold my beer. All right. So... <laughs> All right. Um, I don't and I think most of us have already uh, told us in advance they didn't have anything new to update this week, but we didn't hear, we didn't find out from Nick Morentes. I know Nick's posted a few more blogs recently. Nick, anything else you want to update us with? Um, um, I've stuff? been working on it. Um, I haven't. I'm not ready for, any, for my next blog yet, but I can show uh, some of the alien sprites later on if you want. Ooh, yes, yeah. We'll do. We'll take a dump. And <laughs> do, we'll, you have, uh, do you have any aliens yet? That. That'll be great. The sorry. Do you have any aliens yet? That's what you just yeah, said. The, yeah, I've got three aliens. They're, they're not flying. They're there, so you can see. I had to design them. So I'll show that. All right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, well, we're going to... We're going to get into some news after the break. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And I need to see what commercial I want to run here. We've got all kinds of commercials to run here. You know what I want to see? We did Coco Do last week. Um, how about we're going to do this? Since Ron Delvaux was visited oh, yeah. by Fletcher earlier, let's go ahead and run a Fletcher commercial real quick, and then we'll be back. Hello, this is Great Leedy with Coco Talk. Got your Coco 3 yet? From the makers of the Switcheroo. Wallaby Cable, Color Computer 3 Dual RGB Cable. Get yours today at CocoMan.biz. Fletcher, I don't need that report tomorrow. Great, JT. I need it tonight. But, JT... Fletcher saved $300 on her office away from the office. Radio Shack's revolutionary Model 100 computer. It's a word processor, phone directory, and dialer. It even communicates with the office computer. Fletcher, how's that report? Fletcher. Radio Shack's Model 100. Save $300 and put it to work. You'll go far, Fletcher. <laughs> You'll go far. We now return you to Coco Talk. Thank you, Speech Sound Pack. And we've just been joined by somebody, Jim Seamus B. Dot, dot, dot. I'm not sure who that is, but hello. He's gone. There he goes. Hey, uh, Jim, can you hear us? We see you. Looks like you are muted. Your software is muted. JT Ken Ken says JT is a puss. All right, so we're says? back. We're gonna get into <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, Jim, can you hear us? He's working on it. All right, we might hear back from Jim. All right, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna go ahead 
and we're going to jump into a little news. And we've decided that we want to do the news sooner rather than later because usually by the time we get towards the end of the show, I'm just too tired and lazy to do the news. So we're going to try to get the news out of the way sooner. And it would not be news without a little sound intro clip from lovely Curtis Boyle. So here we go. Yeah, rock out, baby. Now, this one was actually posted in Discord. For those of you who aren't Discord, you should be. But Boise Pete found this, our very own Boise Pete. And he found an article that I don't know what magazine this was in, but this was an article that was sent in uh, or somebody was commenting on, on a uh, feedback that Marty Goodman sent to one of the Coco magazines back from 1986. So it says the good news is oh, so the magazine must be called the computer bug. It says the computer bug got an electronic letter. One of the first, one of their first electronic letters um, from a reader about Delphi, the electronic information service. The bad news is the reader, Marty Goodman, is unhappy. <laughs> Goodman, the database manager of Color Computer Special Interest Group, or the Coco SIG on Delphi, writes that he's dismayed that a recent column on Tandy Machines utterly failed to mention the introduction of the Color Computer 3, a 128K upgradable to 512K computer. So it said, Tandy ta uh, tacked the color computer announcement on the tail end of a string of promotions, ballyhooing its new group of IBM clones. So it said, Tandy uh, said the machine would offer $128K, $219. Uh, memory could be upgraded, as Goodman reported, and options can include disk drives and high-resolution color monitors. So this was Marty Goodman giving somebody the what for by not mentioning the Coco in one of their... Tandy announcement. So this, uh, like, I, I just got to learn about Marty recently. But does this sound like, yeah, classic Marty Goodman here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is in response. This uh, <laughs> the the CompuBug actually was the nickname that the the writer used. Um, this was a newspaper column, and basically this was right after the July, I think it was July thirty first or thirtieth, whatever it was, for the announcement of in nineteen eighty six of the Coco three, along with a bunch of the Tandy um, PC clones. <coughs> And he was kind of, you know, giving him yeah. heck because he didn't mention the Coco whatsoever. He mentioned all the other machines that were announced that day, but not, not, yeah. not, not the Coco 3 upgrade. Okay. So, but the guy kind of concludes by saying, yeah, the Coco is great if you're, in, if you're into the hobby of learning how to use a home computer. But if you're serious about wanting to use a computer, you kind of kind of get on that MS-DOS IBM clone train. That's kind of how he, uh, how he concluded that. But I think that was kind of interesting that, we got to see a little snippet of Marty giving, giving the establishment what for, huh? So resist. Uh, good, good for you, Marty. Never was one to hold his opinion back. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of funny. We look at it was like 1986, was it? And they're like, we got our first electronic <laughs> letter ever, you know, <laughs> from Delphi. Um, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show and Coco Nut and uh, long-standing member of the community, in, in good standing, Tim Lindner, who's out there on the West Coast. He's at the Southern California Retro Gaming Expo, so he just showed us a couple of pictures on, on Facebook. So he's got a little nice. Coco setup here. Look at this. He's got a silver Coco. He's got a Coco 3, a possibly a Coco 2. Uh, who knows what else he's got there. Um, 
Wasn't it recently he went to one of these things where yep. he was selling off a lot of yeah, Mark, Mark Goodman's Gabe, inventory? Yeah, almost all of his Might old have been last year. stuff, and he had a whole storage unit full of it from when I was down there. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a picture of Tim's little setup, and this, I mean, this is what he had also brought to Tandy Assembly uh, last year, right? The the Dino Wars graphic, which looks, it's, I mean, this is like huge, right? I think Grant Leedy's profile picture is all the guys standing in front of Roar. this group photo, right? <laughs> Roar. Right, so Tim's out there right now at the SoCal uh, Gaming Expo. Cool yeah, stuff. Some other members um, of the Coco community are down there too, more. aren't they? Uh, well, Mikey might be there. He likes it. He likes it. All right, Mikey's in California. I'm not Mike, sure Mike who else might Northern be out there. Northern California. It's not. It's a little few oh, okay. miles out of right. the way. Hmm. Well, John Linville posted this. Hosted the Coco Crew podcast. Uh, this was a product released by Wayne Technology. I guess it was a CPM add-on that included a Z80 processor running at 4 megahertz, CPM 2.2. No modifications, simply plug in the cartridge port. Maintains full compatibility, requires 64K of memory and one or more disks with controller. So for 250 bucks, you got a Z80 and CPM that you could slap in the side of your Coco. So has anybody I've seen, seen this? I've seen fuller ads of it. There actually was a picture of it running. I think it actually had an 80 column card built into it too, if I remember correctly. Um, but there was yeah. ads of oh, wow. Rainbow and Hot Cocoa and stuff. I don't remember if I ever saw it. Yeah, they had a full picture. Yeah, of it actually running with CPM on an 80 by 24 black and white screen. Hmm, okay. Uh, Rob Inman just chimed in. He says that he's uh, he's uh, going to be, oh, okay. be there tomorrow. Now CPM was like uh, MS DOS, uh, correct, or somewhat like predecessor of. Yeah, I think it was yeah. kind of the predecessor to it. Yeah. Yep, that dates back to. It's the what outside. DOS could have been. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. I've, I've heard you guys talk about CPM on the Coco, and this looks like this. And if I remember correctly, I think have. there was two of them. Uh, I think there was a rival company that announced one too. I don't know if that one came out. Oh, I I noticed what? something missing from this though. No mention of a real time clock. That's why I never sold. I don't know. So that's why hang I didn't on, sell. Hang on, yeah. <laughs> how how dare you make an add on for the Coco without yeah, including right. a real time clock? So or a uh, sound card. There you go. CPM. Okay. No sound chip. No blinky lights. So if anybody's got that, I'm sure John Linville would love to hear from business. you. Uh, serious serious work only. Yes. So, so uh, Ron Delvaux posted this recently. We've had Dennis on the program once or twice, right? So here's a one. Yes. Of, is this one yep. of Dennis's ads from Green Mountain Micro? What well, color quavers? Software and music yep, that was synthesizer, voice huh? Player, one of the better ones. That looks actually. pretty good. It was a rival of Musica and Lyra. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's the younger Dennis. I think it's one right? of the fabulous furry freak brothers. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, did right? he draw that you himself or did he have someone do it? Yeah, it was the first selfie. <laughs> 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 the first. <laughs> we did, we've, we've just witnessed the first electronic letter written to a news uh, thing and a uh, in the first selfie. So that's cool. So yeah, Dennis was on a week or so ago. Well, Dennis Hopefully also replied to that again. picture. Now, he, oh, did he? He gave. He? Uh, I, missed, I just closed a it. Um, uh, link to the actual software, I guess. Test. 
Ah, ah. Well, speaking of dragons, because um, uh, Brian just got his dragon. So this is a product for the dragon and for the cocoa. Uh, I guess it's in some ways is similar to um, what Jim Brain is going to be doing with the cocoa mem with 512K. Or, no, actually, no, I take that back. Cocoa mem is Cocoa mem Jr. is what you're thinking of. That's right? just five. But this is, yeah, maybe cocoa mem Jr., right? So, but this is a similar product that... Um, is adding more RAM uh, for Cocoa 1, 2, and Dragon. So this is bringing the Cocoa 1, 2, and Dragon up to Cocoa 3 memory specs, right? You got 512K of RAM yeah. and MMU. It's got an SD slot on it. I'm not exactly sure how you utilize that SD slot. And it's yeah. got a boot ROM. Now, one difference here, and Jim um, can correct me if I'm wrong, so um, but I believe the one big difference between the Moo and his board is that his is an internal upgrade that you put into the Cocoa or Dragon. And this is actually a cartridge right. slot. You don't take your dragon apart, or you just plug it in on the cartridge port. Right, 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 right. Um, and so there was a link to the website, which I went ahead and pulled up, which maybe it sheds a little bit more light on, on the so move. So is it like an STC um, with but memory? But it says here, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, because it supports an SD card, but I'm not sure to what capacity. I don't know if you mount the images and how you do that. But it says it gives your Coco 1, 2, or Dragon a whopping 512K of RAM. It's an expansion board adding 512K of RAM, 64K of ROM. It also, what is SPI? What is an SPI It's a interface? serial interface for, that's commonly used for... Um, the Arduino. Yeah, Arduino type of stuff. It's really... Uh, oh, so you could plug it in. You could like put a, a real-time clock on it. Yep. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ooh. There you go. Now, now this has potential. Value. Now, how many would you buy? <laughs> <laughs> but so it has an SPI interface with four slaves, one controlled, connected to the micro SD slot. Um, it has a ROM socket for an EEPROM. Uh, so it's designed to allow the Dragon and Coco One and Two to run multitasking operating systems such as Nitrous Nine Level Two and Fusix, offering virtual address spaces for each process as well as mass storage on SD cards. Other SPI devices can be connected. The ROM acts like a standard cartridge ROM. Uh, so yeah, it seems like it's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, with this is going to differ from uh, Coco SDC is the Coco SDC does the emulation of the floppy drive. And uh, to okay. my, what I see there in information in the past, this doesn't do that. But it basically gives you that ST type hard drive that you can use with OS 9 or you can use with Fusic. So the SD card would not be for like disk it doesn't, or basic disk It doesn't sound like that. Like I mean, it might, but you know, I went mm. to the site looking to see what it would do. Basically, bringing this up, yeah, it, it kind of looks like it's more oriented to running a, a image for that boot. Uh, you know, uh, okay, Brett or somebody may be able to tell us a lot more, but I didn't see information okay. where it looks like it's going to emulate your, your floppies or anything like that. You know, it okay. might read it, okay, it might, might be able to read those files fine. Okay, the Cocoa SD strength is it looks like exactly like a, hard, a floppy drive to the Cocoa, therefore, protected software if you got the right stuff on it runs and so on. Yep, yep, yep. 
And it looks like this one is actually loading directly a micro SD, so you don't have to use that adapter to make it bigger. You stick the smaller SD card in there. And then you can use a, so you guess you could, if you, with your, with your own boot ROM, you could make it do whatever you wanted to. So if you wanted to implement the SDC DOS on a boot ROM, you technically yeah. might be able to do that. Who knows? Uh, so, but it's neat. So for somebody who wants to run Fuzix or OS 9 level 2 on a Cocoa 1 or 2 with more RAM, this might be a good companion to the Cocoa VGA too, right? So you get like your 64 column mode, you get your 512K RAM. So for doing... Uh, non gimme based stuff, you could do some halfway decent uh, yep. nitrous non stuff on here. Now, what I don't see on here is uh, is the price, so I don't know the price. And Fuzix, I understand, has recently been patched with the 64 column driver yep. for Cocoa VGA2. I think you guys mentioned <laughs> that last yeah, week. Yeah, there's right? a link somewhere on that page. It's ordering information if you go back to that page. Okay. Right, yeah, the, and if you follow right. the ordering information, it gives you the pricing. Plus, okay. does, does it okay. even say what cool. Moose stands for? Uh, it, you know, you remember the thing that you like you spun the arrow around and you pulled the string? Uh, Cal <laughs> says... <laughs> Sensei! So, Sensei! <laughs> Looks like Moo is $60 US. So, $60 US, Okay. And now it doesn't include a real-time clock, but you could potentially hook one up. So there we go. Uh, cool stuff. All right. So we had Paul Thayer on. I don't remember how long ago it was, where he gave us the first peek at um, one of his new doohickeys, <laughs> where uh, he's coming up with a new graphical mode, where you can see uh, a completely different resolution. Why is my freaking why am I not seeing the video? Oh, you know what? He mentioned that there's a lot of black space at the beginning of this thing here. So this is a new graphical mode that he's come up with that's kind of like we're calling it semi-graphics on steroids because it's a 16-color low-res with hardware-based scrolling. Uh, looks pretty good. He's working on like kind of like a Street Fighter clone. He's calling Faceless Warriors. And right now, I guess, here we go, Faceless Warriors. And that's a cool-looking title screen there, right? And there's like your Ken versus Ryu. Looking guys, and they look I pretty good. I asked him uh, if that uh, Japanese lettering uh, means something other than what it is supposed to be. <laughs> he said he wasn't sure. Yeah, right. Anybody <laughs> really knew? It's like, it's like and some people probably yeah. have got, uh, some people have gone as far as oh, gotten stuff like that tattooed on them and don't know what it means. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm a tool. It says so. <laughs> It looked really cool, but it says I'm a tool. <laughs> so you can choose your character. You can choose your background. Oh, and that's it. And that's it. So that's kind of cool. So that's kind of like the title loading screen where you could choose what fighter you want to be. In. And that's kind of like if you remember if anybody ever played like Street Fighter. You could choose your character, and then you could choose. I don't know if you got to choose the country. I think I think if you were in one player, depending on who you were, it switched to the country of who you were fighting. So, like when you went to fight Chun Li, or in China with the bicycles in the background and stuff like that. So, but this one you could choose your backgrounds, and you could choose your fighters. So that's kind of cool. Um, and the and the mode that he showed us, where it was scrolling from left to right, was very cool and very. And it was all being done in basic, even. So the the smooth scrolling in the high color mode was pretty cool. Um, and another thing, I don't know who's, if anybody has any of these projects, but the 
kind of hardware emulation based Cocos. There's there's at least three of them on the market now, right? There's the original Cocoa one FPGA. was Gary Becker's Coco Coco Three FPGA, which is still a project that's that's continues to be worked on. Then Roger Taylor came up with what was started off as being Coco on a chip, later renamed to the Matchbox Coco, which was based on a, a DEC D -E. Nano. I don't know what these things are called. DE0 yeah, Nano or something. I don't remember the names of all these chips, right? Uh, and then there's a third project now, also by Roger Taylor, which is based on the Mister. And the Mister is the new version of the Mist, right? The Mist was something that was developed to uh, emulate Atari ST and Amiga systems. Um, and Mister is like the new version of that. That's because I guess the older ones are not as well supported with the parts. Yeah, they, it, it actually so, has like a dozen systems or something now. Right, so Mister is kind of like a generic emulation box where you can load in your cores, right? And whatever core you load into it, it boots into that system. So it could boot up as a uh, an Amiga or an ST or a number of other systems. And so Roger Taylor has made a Coco 3 core for the Mister, where if you boot up to that core, you're basically running a Coco 3 on this little box, and it has HDMI output. I think he says he mentions here it will... Um, let's watch the video. I think he says it's something about a PlayStation joystick that you can plug into it. And so here's a nine minute video. I'm not sure. Here, okay, here we go. This is the Mr. Okay. So this is like choosing a core. <laughs> it's got a real time clock. Whoa. Look at that. Now, how much would you pay? Right? So look at that. Look how quickly that just booted up. That booted directly to disc extended color basic 2.1. Uh, I guess this is here where you could, uh, oh, you can change your RAM, how much RAM you want to have, one megabyte, 512, uh, mounting hard drives, and I believe this is yep. all HDMI out, so um, VDG artifacts, red and blue, aspect ratio, huh? got all kinds of crap going on, scaler, yeah, it's very custom filters, uh, scan lines. Yeah. Now, are these custom are these customizations built into the Mister uh, hardware, or is this stuff that Roger himself has made? That's Roger's uh, additions. Those okay. Are, those are related to so, the Coco Core. Marty's Nightmare. So here's okay Donkey Kong Remix. So this is always a good test. If if it can run a Sockmaster program, then it's probably emulating the hardware pretty good, right? Because Sockmaster will will beat up on the hardware. So we're going to load in Donkey Kong Remix.bin. Do you guys know what this thing costs if you want to buy yourself a generic Mr. Box? Uh, you actually have to order a couple of different parts. It's based on a, on a core board, and then if, uh, I don't know. It depends on the machine you want to run. It's modular, okay. isn't it, James, so that you can... Are we you talking about... This is about the maybe $200 price uh, range? Maybe you were both lower, talking about and I couldn't... Oh, go ahead, Steve. So, I was just going to no, say, go I think if it's kind of a modular system, isn't it? You buy the core board, and then you can buy, like, you know, the joystick adapter board and... Right, right, yeah. The, depending the how much you want, itself, how much it costs. Yeah, I think the core board is like 150 bucks or something. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I looked at it, but... You, you could be into the whole thing for a couple hundred to 350 somewhere in there, depending on what add-ons you Okay. Oh, he's mapping. He's got a little Bluetooth Super Nintendo controller there, so he's mapping the buttons of that. Um, Were you letting that roll, or did it take that long to load? 
Oh. Uh, it, it took that long to look. I guess that's how long Donkey Kong takes to run on a real Coco. I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't think... Um, I, 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 yeah, look at that. So this is Donkey Kong Remix, yeah. running on the Mister. So this is yeah. hardware-based so emulation. running at 4 megahertz too, right? from I remember, so it'll run twice as fast as a Coco 3 if you wanted to. Pretty smooth. Wow. Yeah, and here looks like he's going to end up playing the whole game. Okay. So we don't have to watch him yeah, play all the Donkey Kong Remix. because he goes to level 3. But... <laughs> oh, he got past level 1, right? Okay. Double does an instru instructional video but, for Steve. I mean, that's... So. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a that's a good sign, right? If you can run a Sockmaster demo or Sockmaster program on your emulator, you're, uh, you're doing for, good. For right? what it's worth, uh, I believe Gary Becker's ran it up to 25 megahertz, and I and I think this could potentially run that fast if he spent a little time on it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you know, for those of you looking for a Coco alternative and you can't get the real hardware. This hardware emulation, yeah, might, and it definitely handles a, a lot of the more modern protocols. Right. Like we've got VGA adapters and stuff now, but VGA is starting to die out. <clears throat> this jumps straight to HDMI, which is current. Yeah, HDMI, yeah. USB like joystick, you're, Bluetooth. You're able to use a lot of modern of stuff, equipment yeah. now, so it probably makes it cheaper to get some of these, you know, joysticks and screens and stuff too. So, promising. Yeah, yeah. So that looks cool. It's like I, I think these things are interesting, and I'm glad these projects are out there. I'm just not sure I would put the money in it. Although something like the Mister, because you can make that piece of hardware become multiple systems, that, that might give it some yeah, value. Yeah, you share your joysticks. Like I don't know if I would want to do just a Coco Three. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like it's a hardware uh, main cabinet. Is, um, in some ways. Yeah, it's a hardware version of like the RetroPie. Right, so the RetroPie is running all software-based emulation. This is hardware-based emulation on on a lot of different systems. So, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I'm kind of getting close to the end of the of the of the new stuff that I had, and I think a few people have put a few more articles. Um, one of the ones that I and I know John Linville's posted a whole bunch of stuff where he's showing off that he's going to be selling development kits for. Um, people who want to make Game Master cartridges, and he's showing off some of the cartridges he's putting together. He also recently released a Google Doc on how to program the Game Master cartridge, so you can find this on Facebook. I think it's shared in no less than a half a dozen different groups, so you can find it out there. But he gets into some of the features and how to emulate it in MAME and in XROAR, and of course now Chet Simpson's recently added it to VCC, uh, how you can do bank uh, switching and some information on the sound chips. So if you're looking for something a little bit more technical on how to interface with the GMC, uh, there's a document out there. It's a Google Doc, and John Linville has got this posted in a number of the retro groups that I follow, including the Coco uh, Facebook group and the Coco Crew Facebook group and a few other places. So that shouldn't be too hard to find, but you know what I'm going to do? At no extra cost, <laughs> I'm going to copy and pay? paste this link. Now how much would you pay? I'm going to go ahead and copy and paste that link in there. So now the Google Doc is there for and you guys to enjoy as well. And he also posted a link. Uh, just, he's yeah, a picture. He's doing some kits. So for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kits if you want to build a GMC. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, so that was the stuff that I kind of found. Did anybody else remember anything or think of anything that's going on this week? Pair released uh, pack number 20 of the games for the... Uh, yeah, uh, ported to the Dragon and the Coke. Okay, game designer. Yeah, and it includes um, Pop, a clone of Popeye. 
is an interesting one. Ah, ah, I I don't have that downloaded. I showed to show that, off. or I, I talked to Pear but, on um, uh, Messenger and um, asked him where some of the missing files were, and he gave me links. So I got a fairly good okay. collection of them now. But um, I asked him if he'd come on uh, Coco Talk, and um, he, I guess he's not very good at English. Yeah. yeah, he's mentioned that in the past. There is there is a bit of an ang- language or accent barrier, so he yeah. Just so I not I, to, I says if you get a chance uh, and you, you want to make something on a video or something, you know, do it that way where you can get all the good English in there, you know, or whatever. And he said he'd let us know, or or bad yeah. English for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a few people in the live chat. Sean Russell saying greetings. Um, now we have a new person joining us, Jim, Jim Briars, is it James yeah, Seamus Briars? Me? Are you with us? I can hear you. Can you can hear you me? Hear us? We can hear you. How's How are guys? you? Welcome to the program. <clears throat> Good. I, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but I'm glad you're <laughs> yeah, here. Just recently, uh, <laughs> getting my cocos in order. Haven't touched yours. Okay. And, uh, so are you new to yeah, the, I'm Facebook on the Facebook group? group and I actually live about a mile from where the Cocoa Fest is going to be. Oh, excellent. Then you have a moral yeah, obligation absolutely. to be there this year. Yeah, but I'm uh, bringing in a bunch of uh, discs I, I found recently that I've been having a lot of uh, IORs with. So uh, someone suggested to bring all the okay. discs over there and maybe uh, someone with a working drive could see if there's anything yep yeah i believe we've had people do that was it uh did henry reitveld help you with some of that stuff rick adams yeah yes so he rick, did I, I hear some rattling there. So. read all my old discs <laughs> one of them yeah. took two tries so yeah, you know i went i, I tried it uh, tandy okay. assembly and we thought we'd read the disc and then i get it home and it's like oh that doesn't look so good so then i saw him at the last uh cocoa fest and and uh he was able to read it that time so yeah, he, that's what I'm looking for. A lot of the discs Excellent. I got were from a, uh, a Motorola Coco Club back in you know the early '90s kind of thing, and um, they were a hardcore group. And we got all of our programs on cassette back then. Yeah, neat, neat. So do you want to do a small uh, version of "This Is Your Life"? You can tell us a little bit about what you did back in the day. When, when when retro was new and maybe tell us a little bit what you're doing uh, it now. It was just a mere hobby. hobby. Uh, somehow uh, my neighbor got involved and he got a cocoa and then I got a cocoa and before you know it we kept on uh, just accumulating all the programs we got from his dad that actually worked at Motorola that was involved in the cocoa club. And there's a lot Neat. of cool programs Neat. out there. There's so what uh, cocoa did you own? I, I don't know. I think there was some satellite controlling programs they had on there and with it, which we would never use we we're just you know looking to play games and stuff but um mostly uh well a lot of uh, bin you know programs and basic programs um and my favorite one is the uh i got the 64k uh larry bird and cream jabbar basketball game i think Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, think I yeah. remember you posting that on Facebook. I, I've have I've had very little time to peruse it this week. Okay, yeah, that was a, yeah, a one-on-one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool. So that game. was pretty good for the time, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so I, how, so you've been out of it for a while. You're yeah, just now much. getting back um, in. I, I've been playing music for the last 25, 30 years. And uh, I was just kind of going through some old electronics I've, I had. And uh, my kids are actually playing uh, Vetrex and Sega now. I, I don't have a, uh, a new, oh. new con- game console because I'm trying to hold off on that as long as possible. And uh, they're loving the old games, Neat. you know. Um, the Sega, that's an 8-bit, so uh, they're fine with the, the graphics on that, which I'm totally happy with because the new console, that's like, you know, three, 400 bucks. Yeah. Did you say oh, that yeah. you kept yeah. all your stuff from way back? Uh, most of it, you know, there's some some got lost over the years, but uh, I've got a Coco 1, a Coco 2. Uh, I think I got three disk drives, an old printer. Um, I might have some cassettes left. I, I I don't even know if I'll even try them, but. Hmm. Steve, what was the name of the guy from Motorola that uh, yeah, had the a... laser demo? He was part of the Motorola group. And... That Did was you know Steve Noskowitz. No. Like okay. I said, it was, uh, it was my friend's dad that was in the club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you you got a lot to catch up on, but there's been there's so much new hardware, so much new software. A lot of the people making the new hardware and software are are on this show every week, and and then there's the Coco Crew podcast that you can listen to every month. And so, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. And if you've got questions, feel free to ask. Your Excellent. Yeah, I was just kind of lurking, you know, picking um, up whatever I can. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, coming to Coco Fest is the best thing you ever be able to do. Uh, if you need, you know, being able to help you read floppies, that would be great. I'm sure there'd be a number of people there that can help you. You mentioned you've been playing music. We've got a, we got musical jams at Coco Fest, so maybe you can join us in. What do you play? I also have a, uh, ah, okay. I, also play I don't a know MIDI if have... controller. Here, wait, let me oh, go. wow. We don't have any of that. So yeah, come on down. No, we don't have Isn't any wind like instruments. Rupert. <laughs> There's plenty. Of... That's a Yamaha WX5. So it's basically a, a kind of like a keytar right. for I, I wind set up instruments. Just like my sex. Uh, that is cool. Yeah, that is I've cool. never seen that before. Do you still have to uh, blow into it, uh, or do you, uh... you? You can map any controller you want, but generally the breath is the volume. Uh, it also has a lip lip pressure sensitive. Okay. For, uh, you know pitch bends. Okay. Okay. So there's a little bit of uh, analog input yeah, to bit, it in that bit. sense, right? Uh, I've got uh, yeah, you know, various uh, soft synths, of course, and uh, the one sound module that's kind of made for it, which is the uh, Yamaha VL70, which is a physical modeling synth. Hey, if you go to Coco Fest, okay. you can be in the band. I, I've yeah. been playing for there's, years. Uh, so I, I'm still playing, actually. There's plenty of hot air at Coco Fest, but this will be the first time a wind instrument's been there. We haven't so. had a, 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 an instrument that gets blown into you, I think, since James Jones used to bring his flute back in the 90s. Oh, wow. And speaking of music, Brian Schubring, the, the music man, has just joined us. He's a, he's a staple at Coco Fest. He's got a full MIDI setup and the speakers and... And our musical jam we do at night is through Brian's setup, his whole amps and PA system and stuff. So, da-da, hey, Brian, da-da. welcome. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, it'd be great to have you join us at Coco Fest. And um, glad you could join us tonight. And, it's awesome. My newest addition, us. which I'm so stoked about, is wireless MIDI. 
Yes. Wireless so mini. Have, you know, a cord attached to it, of course. Yeah, yeah. And what do they think of next? John Strong has joined us recently. Welcome, John. Brian, the music man, Shoebrings, joined us. Damon Bales has just joined us recently, too. Jason, the Coco Man, Reichert, has joined us. The Hollywood Squares is filling in. Good evening to you, one and all. How's everybody doing tonight? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. <laughs> so so is, this, is this where we play yeah. Cindy so and you... the Clowns? <laughs> <laughs> John Strong's holding something up. Are you raising your hand to ask a question, John? Are you going to show us off? Is this the Mega Mini MPI 3D printed case? You're muted, John. I hate when that happens. But I clicked the button. Okay, I'm mute. Yeah. So uh, this is just I've been playing with a a different top to the case. So okay. Is this allow? Is this uh, like a taller yeah. one for deeper yeah. cartridges for stabilization? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I actually okay. sold the original design to uh, Zipster because he wanted to produce them. After I did my original batch. Yeah. But does the uh, height does the height of the new case match uh, evenly with the cocoa? Of actually, very very close. It may be off a half a millimeter. <laughs> yeah, it's real half close. Half a millimeter. Then, did you have room to put a real time clock? In? <laughs> you need some cough drops in there too. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll a duct tape uh, maybe uh, to shut uh, us up on that. Uh, some, <laughs> uh, some joystick connectors. How about a beverage holder? <laughs> Where are we plugging the coffee maker? Microwave, soldering stand. Yeah, right. How many hours is that you can find? That looks pretty no, good, man. Just uh, a couple hours design work and and about twelve hours printing work for the first oh. prototype. You know, the next question wow. is: Are you going to have door flaps? No. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a lot of work. Well, it's it just it's the spacing is a lot closer than the original MPI. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's really enough room to do the door flaps. Yeah, plus you had to put springs and everything else in there, too, then, too. So. Right. You've got to have the springs. You have to have all that. I thought about printing maybe a cap to put over if you want somebody, you wanted it. You know, just put a cap yeah. in the slot. But uh, that's probably even overkill. But uh, this is kind of a personal project. I don't know if it's... I'm going to sell it or not. I haven't decided. Is that uh, hole on the back for the power? The power's here. Oh, okay. What's the hole in the back? Here, I just haven't had a, a top on that yet. No, not there on the on the back. There's a hole. The other, <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> the other back. Come on. <laughs> There's a single hole. What's that for? Here on the side. Yeah, okay, side. Yeah, that's to attach it. I don't have screws in it because the hole's not oh, lined up right. I a see. prototype. Okay. Um, so that's what that is for. It's like a recessed hole for the screw to go in? Yeah. Okay. Because there's only space with the board to be able to put two screws uh, from the bottom. 
and want to provide, provide some additional connection on the on the top and that's the same thing with the the, the original design and the reason the original has not done this is that extremely a lot longer in time so the case would have to be a lot more expensive and uh, a lot more plastic so you don't and, have to have a cover over the yeah. part that goes into the slot i've got one design i haven't printed it but you know you wouldn't have to if you didn't want to yeah okay well these things come in custom shades like if my cocoa is slightly yellowed can i get a shade of that to match the cocoa? do you have any adjustable plastics <laughs> as it gets more yellow actually that's, that's funny because one of the, when my wife seen this in the cocoa okay just can you get the color to match <laughs> 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 so you're getting it from at home too <laughs> okay and so that was like the first thing out of her mouth when she, when she seen both of them together she'd seen them separately because i'd brought that out and showed her what i was doing but you know when i plugged it into coco and she was in here thing that was her first thing you know and so yeah so i don't know i mean i can i've had cases where i've had a yellow that's a little bit more ivory color but it's kind of hard to find that match. And everybody's cocoa is yellowed at a different rate. So, <laughs> yeah, you're so, not going to. So are you going to yeah. call that the, the strong box? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm calling it. You know, working name is Mega Hat, Mega Mini Hat or something, you know, to fit on top of it. Yeah. Or Big Hat because it's tall. Hey, Tim Allen Hat because it's tall. So, you know, yeah. primarily this was a. Uh, I had a little bit of very little bit of free time this week and didn't have time to set up with soldering Aaron and everything else. And, and so I just pulled out the CAD program and did this. And then last night I put it on the printer about 10 o'clock at night, about 10 this morning, it was done. <laughs> Is it Carlos that makes wow. the uh, stickers a... that can go on there? Yeah. Carlos Camacho, yeah, he makes labels and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, and it's yeah. just stuff that can be done. But you know, this was just a kind of this is the prototype. Some dimensions was off on some of the things, so I had to get out the uh, tools and cut and stuff like that. But that's typical of a first prototype. But it actually looks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, uh, it's uh, taller, so it can stabilize a bigger cartridge. Nice. Yeah, okay, look at that. So. No, does it, does it fit in tight? Yeah, it is. To where it is pretty um, tall. you don't have to have a, a locker stuck on the bottom like uh, the MPIs used to have. Oh, yeah, the old uh, stabilizing yeah, locking boards. At the, uh, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I don't know what, where oh, this is good. going, but it was just like, hey, you know, I have a 3D printer. Why can't I have something custom for myself? You know, at the, at the minimal. Okay. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. good. Oh, they're toaster. Yeah. Toaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me let me just switch gears that's for cool. a second because I know Jason's with us and da Damon. I'm not sure if Damon can hear us or if he's. It looks like he's muted. Hopefully, we'll hear from him. But hey, Jason, we haven't heard from you in a while. Anything new going on with Coco Man? Uh, you know what? Not not a whole heck of a lot. I'm still trying to come up with my imitation real time clock. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it's Fake not a time. time clock. I can't believe it's not a time. 
<laughs> Could it be used for a, t- a countdown clock? Too? Put a switch on you know, it. In, in the spirit of, of, of being yeah. Australian, it's going to spin backwards. <laughs> It'll be upside down. It'll be an upside down clock with a switch on it so you can disable <laughs> it when you don't need it. So um, uh, that's cool. Um, so I want to take a, a brief commercial break. When we come back from commercial break, it's almost going to be like another commercial break because we're going to try this segment. So for those of you who want to try this live, when we come back from commercial, we're going to do a segment called C Load M. And I'm going to play a wave file for you that's going to be a, a machine language program that you can load into your color computer. So for those of you on the panel, you might want to mute your ears. I mean, I think it's just about everybody. You're going to probably want to mute your ears because it's going to be a whole bunch of uh, radio chatter, right? So we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back and then we're going to play this file. And for the first person who was able to load this into a Coco and tell us what it is, you'll get a prize. I don't know what the prize is. It might be Grant Leedy. Um, <laughs> might be a, you know, might be a date with the Cocoa Man. We're just not sure what the prize is going to be, but it'll be a prize and it'll be a prize worth winning. So um, let's take a break and we'll be back. And we also have a core dump tonight too. Nick Morota, uh, not Nick Morota, but Nick Morenti's, um, our special guest, Nick Morota. We're very, very glad to have you, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Nick Morota. But Nick Morentes is going to show us his uh, spaceship designs and so much more. So uh, let's decide which commercial here we want to run. We've already seen the Wallaby. We've seen Fletcher. Um, how about a little bit of Coco Forever? That's what I'd like to see. All right, well, we're going to be back after a little bit of Coco Forever. Me turn you to Coco Talk. Let's try this again. All right, we're going to try this again. Coco Forever. Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is... Jacob Moore. Jacob Moore, gotcha. And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Coco Forever guys, and we are Coco Fest, and we love Stevie Stroh. Imagine a different world. A world where Tandy Corporation has the upper hand where the coco surpassed all competitors and all you have to do is travel back in time without making a single mistake coco forever definitely earn this office. Yes, you're too kind, and thank you. You want to grab some food before we head back and look at that alt-reality OS9 module? <laughs> it's only 40 years past due, but yeah, sure. How does it feel? Thank you, yes.
Computer shopping has never been better at Radio Shack. Here's proof. Our new ultra-high-performance 386SX 20MHz computer with 85-megabyte hard drive, only $12.99. And it's from Tandy, manufacturer of the best-selling PC compatibles in America. Or get a 286-based Tandy home office computer with color monitor and hard drive, only $899.95. Shop your friendly nearby Radio Shack. Great selection, superior service. Nobody compares. Now me turn you to call, call, talk. All right, we're back. And this is the part where just about everybody needs to cover their ears. I don't know what we're going to call this segment, and this may be the first and only time we have this segment. Who knows what's going to happen here. However, we talked about it. It sounds like a good idea. We're going to give it a shot. So we're going to play a file, a C-Load-M file. So you're going to hear cassette data coming across your radio transmission waves here. And if you're able to somehow get your Coco, real, virtual, or imaginary, to take this file, load it up, and ex execute it, and then you can let us know what actually got executed and what program you got, um, we're going to give you a prize. I don't know what the prize is. I don't know what that prize is worth. And whatever, it doesn't matter. This is an experiment. And it's probably going to be one that we're going to regret, but that's okay. So and remember, everyone, too, you're competing with D. Bruce Moore, who's going to actually know it live on the show. That's right. And D. Bruce Moore's what? challenge, should he choose to accept it, is to tell us what that program is. All right. So we're going to cue the graphic, Light. which means that right now we are going to do this. And I'm going to mute the Zoom chat because we don't want anybody talking over this and getting us some uh, CRC errors and any bit errors in here. This is important. This is critical data transmission. It's about to take place. So I'll be muting the Zoom chat. We're going to play the WAV file. Uh, if you have sensitive ears uh, or you suffer from uh, stroke or uh, 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 what do they call it, seizures and stuff like that, you might want to mute or close your eyes. So ep epilepsy and narcolepsy, any of that kind of stuff. All right. So uh, cue the audio clip.
Wow. Is it gone? Is it gone? All right. So, history has been made. The ratings have plummeted. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I, 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 I've got, I got it. it. I've copied it. I, I got it in my head. I know exactly what it is. I, I got it, too. I got it. I, I said it first. It's mine. It's the last ninja. No, it. it's not. <laughs> it, 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 it's, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> That's it. By the you way, I just wanted to comment. There's there appears to be a bug at four thousand hex during the load. So <laughs> I might need to adjust the knob just a little bit, lower the volume, and and reload. Okay, so so if you're a member of uh, of the Coco Talk panel. You're ineligible to win this prize. So members and family members, past, present, and future. Uh, but if you're a part of the audience and you're able to get um, uh, what this is, and it might be Ovaltine, it might be The Last Ninja, but you will have to email your answer to uh, CocoTalk at CocoTalkLive, CocoTalk.Live, whatever. And the first person with the correct uh, answer will win the yet-to-be... Uh, uh, determine price. So uh, we have some guesses. We have some guesses, but I need somebody to email it. So I'm just going to well, put we, out we there. We didn't hear it, right? Because I, I didn't hear it. Did you guys hear it? I didn't hear it either. I, I, I heard it on uh, Facebook. It, it came out on Facebook. Oh, good. I, think I didn't hear it. I just heard the very beginning very faintly, and then it faded out, and I didn't hear anything anymore. Maybe, maybe the maybe the audio sharing through Zoom is doing some type of clipping where you yeah. guys didn't hear it, but it it should have made yeah, its I way through it. the. Uh... I just figured since I didn't hear anything, oh, it must oh, so be Rob... the last ninja. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Emmons says the prize might be dinner with Jim Brain. <laughs> so. <laughs> over food. Ken Reichard says it's. Uh, Donkey Monkey uh, it's, King. It's be it second prize would be two dinners with Jim in Retro innovations. Now, has this ever been done before? Uh, well, they've done it, it's radio. They used to play stuff over the radio. I think in the BBC, they used to they used to load software uh, over the radio for people to actually they, record they it like on the their color machines. Right? Uh, has has it been done for the color computer over the air live? I can either confirm. I've never or heard deny of it. I mean, Rainbow that. did publish know. that uh, FlexiDisc uh, record with three programs on it in their July 1983 anniversary issue. And if you play it backwards, it says the devil is good. The Commodore 64 is good. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> It's like uh, like a country song. You play it backwards. Your wife comes back. Your dog comes back to life. Yeah. You get your truck back. Number right? nine. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. Yeah, yes, number nine. Absolutely, absolutely. You're gonna check Good your stuff. email. All right. So I don't know if uh, am I gonna check my email? Oh, yeah. You think the answers have come in that actually, quickly? Actually, when when it loads in, so? the name comes up. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, does it really? <laughs> Let me know that, Let me right? Check my email. Uh oh, Ben Drake sent in the answer. I got an email from Ben Drake. Let's see. Uh, Adam Coolidge sent in an answer. Uh, the first email answer, though, I got was from Ben Drake's, and he what did give the right answer. You got. 
Uh, so the answer, the, uh, the answer <laughs> is <laughs> Adam, Adam Coolidge says, I got an eye error halfway through. Though. <laughs> Very authentic. So let me, let me switch over. I'll switch over to the screen so you guys can see what's going on here. So Adam Coolidge says, uh, program is Puyan. And that is correct. But the first answer I got was from Ben Drake, which came in at 9.14 p.m. my time, which was only a minute ago. And he said, Puyin. So that is. Yes, I know. But that doesn't count because I said you got to email me. I thought he was joking when he put there. Oh, he did. Ah. Oh, yeah. So Adam says the name popped up right away as soon as you started loading it, that the name popped up. See, I didn't didn't even. Okay. So, so even um, if even if he wasn't successful, that's cool. Oh. <laughs> even if it didn't finish yeah. loading, if you just got you know, the first couple while, of while bytes, that's all you needed, a huh? Program to do this with, uh, I loaded a couple of um, programs for uh, the Dragon, and they have headers that come up, and like advertisements for okay. what's coming on, and like DataSoft or whoever. Okay, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but. You know, Some of the Cocoa ones did too. You're talking about the splash screen? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like Madness. Yeah. And the yeah, yeah. It used to, Madness yeah, and the more Minotaur than just would do a little that. Yeah. Name in the corner. Yeah. A full screen of stuff. There, there was a commercial program. I'm trying to remember who it was by. It was by Sugar Software or maybe Prickly Pear or something like that. It actually had a little thing where you could edit those screens and it would make the loaders for you for your basic programs or your machine language programs. And you could put your own custom intro screens like that. Yeah. Okay, so we got to get a prize to Ben Drake, who's also on YouTube. Yeah, um, Ben Drake is on YouTube as Explore VR. And for those of you who don't remember, Ben Drake says we first saw him do his demo of uh, Phantom Slayer with the virtual reality rig, and then he also updated. Now that he to should send us crasher. a picture of uh, his setup. You know how it looked when he was downloading. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can have what's behind door number one or what's in the box. <laughs> yeah ken, ken says it's uh buzzard lance and the phantom riders <laughs> Talk about a a broken there, FOD huh? cup. Uh, what 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 country does he live in yeah live we in got Canada or the united states he's i think ben's ah, in the uk okay. oh gee a late late nighter yeah yeah yeah. So, so what do you, so what do we think of this segment? Cool. Was this a keeper? Okay. I guess what, I guess we'll have to wait and see who, uh, who else we get, uh, some feedback from. So for those of you who are watching us live, let us know what you think. And then uh, later on, if you're listening to us on the podcast, sure. Give us some feedback. Um, yeah, you guys could post in yeah. uh, the Coco uh, hit, hit. group on Facebook, a picture of Puyan running that you downloaded from. Yeah. yeah from the, that'd uh, be cool. Show. So we got a request for the sound of a dot matrix printer next. So. And you have to identify which type of dot Can you identify which model printer this is? And I need you to tell me the uh, the uh, viscosity of the ink on the ribbon. <laughs> is it a red ribbon or a black ribbon? Here's a modem connecting. Yeah. Tell me what the baud rate is. I can do that one too. That looks like the little gift there. Coming up later, the TP10 print. 
So what are, what, what should we send for a prize? What what kind of prize would you like, Ben? Would you like a uh, an article of merchandise from the Retro Swag Shop, wow, like a Coco T-shirt cool. or something? Uh, let me know what you want, He's Ben, and I guess send too. me he an said, address. Uh, well, I enjoyed it. Glad it wasn't a virus. All your ROMs are now infected. <laughs> it's all a subliminal message. Oh, Lord. You're going to turn on your army yes, of drones. Yes, yes. Now, now, uh, hopefully, YouTube won't give me a copyright for that, right? So, since I've just transmitted copywritten software oh, over gee. there, uh... <laughs> yeah, they've been getting yeah. really sticky with that stuff lately too. I've been hearing complaints from a lot of the big podcasters yeah. too. So, uh-huh. uh, Nick Marentes, our our friend from the from down under, are are you uh, willing and able to show us some yeah. of your um, yeah, can spaceship do. designs? Uh, I yeah, need to I'll, I'll switch share the graphic before hey, we Nick. do that now. Nick, yeah. this, is, this right. is a new medium, a uh, new way for you to distribute your game when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it took about 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, D- digital distribution. <laughs> it's like, Does we're going to send you this live. We're sending the software to you live. It's not Nick's, but uh, Chet's new game, for a whole two-meg game, it'll probably take about an hour and a half to load. All right, well, let me go ahead and play the intro here because this is a professional show. So hold on just a second. All right, everybody, get ready for another core dump with Nicholas Marentes, where we're going to hear about Funstar, developed in OS 9 and available on ROM cartridge. the music guy be yet? Oh. There you go. All right. Take it away, Nick. All right. Now, it's uh, not too much to show, but I've been working on all the aliens. Um, so there'll be a few aliens I've got to develop, but I've got to design them first and um, and uh, get them animated as well. So I've created three, and I'll just start the game. And I've got them. They're just sitting in the one spot. They're not flying around yet. I've started. I've still to create the routines okay. that'll navigate them, that'll make them shoot, and all the other stuff. At this point, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to design the the, um, the um, aliens. So the game will start. Prepare for battle. And if Ooh. I just move to the left a bit, so um, there they are. You can see the three aliens. They're, they're just sitting there, um, yeah. flying over the thing, but not moving about. But they're fully the sprites and all, I can move my ship and just fly right through yeah. them all. So it's so full yeah. transparency there. Um, I started drawing in my, when I wanted to see how many I could actually display on the screen before programs slow down and just um, uh, drop, the, drop frames. And this very first alien, I was able to print 20 of them up on the screen and and it probably had a bit, ro- wow. bit more room for more but I was able to do 20 of these um these ones here um without any loss in the speed of the game that you see there now so I figured well that's a pretty good test wow. that that means I got plenty of time there for for aliens and it'll it'll have all up I'm planning on five different aliens 
Um, and these these ones here will probably be the ones that will appear in the uh, – well, this one that I'm in front of now uh, and maybe this one will be the ones that pop up in level one. And level three, then you'll have all three of them come on. And level four and five, um, I'll create some some new aliens uh, for four, four and five, for level three and four rather. Um, and uh, by then you'll have all the different aliens coming in attack. They'll also be boss boss aliens as well. The big one that you've got to destroy at the end of the level. But uh, it takes a fair bit of time to design all these so they look right and animate right and everything. Um, so the last two days I've been creating these these three and um, that's all I've done so far. But it's coming along. It looks promising as far as speed goes. Um, after I've done, created the, the aliens, then it's the big routine that actually manages them, actually controls their flight, yeah. controls their firing, all that sort of stuff. So that's a, a fairly big routine. But uh, at this stage, I've, I've got three aliens I can throw up basically anywhere on the screen. And um, you can see that they they are superimposed quite well. They work with transparency. Um, it's all working quite well. And that's it so far. Well done. Any questions? Very cool. <laughs> and the, the background... USS Enterprise. Does it yeah, come with a real heart? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. Put, I could put one. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks very enterprisey, so I was a bit concerned. I didn't want to rip off Star Trek, so I made it green, so it looks alien. Grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> all the copyright problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's kind of like kind of like what they did with Zaxxon. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> So, yeah, as you, as you see, all three of those are, are alien ships are green. So, no, no confusing which ones are the aliens. It's good to be green. Yeah. And no, one thing cool. I wanted to add there, that's too, the, and they're animated. They've got like... is that uh, when you have the 20 aliens running once and all the screen scrolling and stuff, that's also with this two-voice sound routine running in the background. Oh, yeah, the sound the sound is um, is still working, and it's got all the sound effects and everything. Three shots and um, and the multi fire yeah. somewhere. And the pew, bullets pew, 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 just pew. go through. Yeah, the bullets just go through them at the moment. They're invincible. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that that's pretty well. Yeah, that's cool. Taxing uh, the code to almost to the max. I've got the 3D scroll. I've got the scrolling rather going. I've got the two-channel sound routine working, and I've got the uh, aliens and with uh, full sprite capabilities uh, all working. So there's still enough room in there to put the actual game logic itself. So now, are you going to give uh, each customer when they buy uh, one of your programs a little fan they can put on their machine? <laughs> a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, not, it's coming along better than what I expected originally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just got to make a game of it. <laughs>
at the moment it's just grabbing. Cool. It looks good. It looks really good. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it how it pans out from here. The animation is all just using uh, well, it, it's simple animation. And this one you can see the uh, the idea is the engines at the back are spinning round and round, or or it's got some part of it that spins. This one's got the whole center yeah. portion that spins. And this one's got the Cylon mm. eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So so they're all animated. That's cool. They're all animated. Now, is that animation? Is that... Oops, that's sorry, not uh, palette shifting animation. No, though, no. Right? That's, that's actually drawing them up. Pixel shifting? Yeah. Okay. So... So that's given us an idea of how quickly those yeah. are being updated too, because you can see how you know how often the colors yeah. are, are looping. Well, this there. is probably smoother so, in, in uh, person. Yeah. Uh, I I can't see your screen. Is it jittering uh, on, on your screen? Because my yeah. I, I mean it's, yeah, it stutters I, I, every now and slow, again. And your audio um, breaks bandwidth, up a little but bit it's, too. But it's it is smooth. Yeah. yeah. There's no jitter here at all. Yeah. Cool. So, like, how many uh, frames per second? Or but yeah, it's um, uh, it's uh, well, it's not sixty, and I don't think it's thirty. I think it's fifteen. So, fifteen frames per second. But in that frame rate, I can have twenty of these aliens. It would appear, uh, wow. as well as all the that's pretty good. All the the scrolling, all, all the, the scrolling. sound, and all the. Cool sprite management's all happening in the background too. I mean, I, the code I wrote, I didn't have to worry about erasing the background or restoring the background or nothing. I just had to draw the draw the spaceship as if that, that was the only thing on the screen. The, en the uh -huh. engine handles it all. So all that uh, work and theorizing is, is finally paying off. So the, the, there is that overhead yeah, in really getting good. that to work, but I, I knew that once you get all the overhead out of the way, then the idea is the engine should provide you with some advantages later on that may make up for it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's showing itself now because th these aliens were easy to put up there. This is and your engine, have... right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's you a 40-year-old four, engine, actually. I, I, did, yeah. I made this on the TRS-80. Of course, it didn't have color back then, but um, I've enhanced it to work on a co Coco. I just figured it was a good engine back then for a TRS-80. And I figured, oh, surely no one's done this on the Coco. If this works on the Coco, this could be a very good engine. But yeah. it can't do 60 frames per second, though. Um, because of the extra workload it has to do in the background. But it does allow a lot of other things as well. It simplifies the coding. So, yeah. I think it looks good as it is. Neat. Yeah, if you run it on one of these FPGA devices. Oh, you mean like, uh, to, like you this? Know. <laughs> 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 uh, that's on uh, VCC. You can just <laughs> Hit the accelerator yeah, right. on throttling, my screen. Right? It's still it's still smooth, uh, but it's really scrolling fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. For incredible <laughs> optimization. <so. laughs> the power. It's you hit the optimize button. <laughs> coupled with the real time <laughs> clock. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> makes, makes it all happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, running off, hmm. running off a ROM cartridge made it run faster too. Right? <laughs> we just downloaded just, it over that <laughs> podcast here, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's it for so far. All right, cool. Yeah, whatever you want oh, to it's me, it. is it? Oh, okay. Yep, I better hit the stop. Does, so. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it was uh, it was chewing into your audio a little bit. You sounded like uh, uh, that, more than no, once. no. I, I really, <laughs> um, I just had some beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so so uh, with your permission, Nick, I'd like to offer as a possible prize to our virtual reality friend, maybe to send him a copy of Popstar Pilot <laughs> yeah, from the Swag fine. Shop. Uh, if we, with your permission, and then if, if that's what he would like to receive. So I would give you your choice then. Um, either Popstar Pilot or the Best of Coco Talk Volume 1 and 2. I'll send you some DVDs from the Swag Shop. You just got to send me your address. Um, cool. Yeah, that's, that's looking really good. And it's all that, all that hard work. Uh, well, now, right? yeah, finally. So. <laughs> just remember, yeah. with, just remember, Damon with Popstar ever... Pilot. You're not, you're not getting just Popstar Pilot. You're getting everything up, up till Popstar Pilot. Something like ten games, isn't it? I can't remember plus how many the, I put on there. Plus the extra bonus footage. Oh yeah, the video footage. Yeah. Yeah. Featuring no yeah, L. Yeah, Curtis yeah, yeah. Boyle's mullet. Gee, thanks for reminding me. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, we all had more hair back then. More hair. I don't know if David Ladd ever had hair, but we'll have to ask him. So Ben is saying, though, uh, though, if I could get one of those TRS-80 first-person games like Rat's Revenge or Death Maze 5000, Labyrinth, or Voyager... One sabotage of the robot ship. I'd make a video of it <laughs> with the Omni to show you. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. This little walking machine. Um, cool stuff. Yeah. So Ben, if you want, if you want a uh, pop star pilot or best of Coco talk uh, sent to you, that that'd be cool. Be happy to do that. Uh, what have we not talked about this week already? We miss anything? And Damon has Damon. Damon said anything yet? Has Damon become unmuted? Are you just listening, or are you are you gonna talk with us too? I'm not sure if Damon's muted or wants to talk. We haven't had any David Ladd stuff. We have not. Well, where's David Ladd? Oh, David Ladd's getting a freaking blizzard right now oh. or something, isn't he? He's a Dairy Queen. <laughs> Nick Marotta says the best of Cobra Talk are blank disc. <laughs> hey, leave the trolling to the professionals, but good job. Good, we good job had, there. We haven't had a David Ladd commercial for a while. Yeah. No, I don't run them anymore because of the oh. copyrighted music. And um, But I usually run them when, when David Ladd was going to do a segment. It was kind of oh. the intro to his segment, you know. Where did you get your so, VCC um, uh, 2.0 from? Oh me! Yeah, where did you get yours from? Uh jeez. Uh, what's that? Hang on. Oh, oh no, there, there is uh, some website. Yeah, if, I can't remember where it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a GitHub. I've got there's the a, link. There's a link Hang to on, it on uh, um, chat. On uh, if if you go to amacoconut.com, there's a link to it there too. The internet's yes. 
the internet, not just for <laughs> porn anymore. So uh, now with 30% more Nick Marota. So <laughs> uh, what, what have we not talked about? I feel like we've blown through the show quickly and we've run out of gas. Uh, I don't we know. didn't we show our, anything? Our, our, uh blue screen with all the suppliers. Oh yeah, yeah. Our uh, what should we call it? Yes, our sponsors. Yeah. Good, good call there. Yeah, good call we'll there, Rondelva. How about we do that? <laughs> hey, thank you. All right, so we would. Uh, this would not be an episode of Coker Talk if we didn't mention uh, some of our outstanding members of our community and those of us who are, those of those who are making stuff for us people who own Coco. So one of the cool projects out there is the Cocoa VGA project where you can add clean VGA output to a Cocoa 1 or 2 or Dragon, theoretically even an MC10. So if you'd like to get VGA output with 64 columns and extra graphics modes and extra palette registers and downloadable character sets and you name it, check out Brendan Donahue's project at CocoVGA.com. Uh, he's on the show. He's the guy who sets dumpsters on fires, but he also runs Boisson Technologies, maker of the Boomerang memory board of two megabytes of memory for your color computer three and the paradigm joystick adapters and who knows what else he'll bring us in the future so check out b-o-y-s-o-n tech.com for boyson technologies uh the professional troll jim brain himself at retro innovations fine quality products for your commodore ti and color computers at go the number four retro.com the original Mass producer of fine quality third-party aftermarket cocoa accoutrements and accessories. Cloud9 Technologies at cloud9tech.com. Check them out. Jason the Cocoa Man, Rikert's Australian uh, named cables like the Switcheroo and the Wallaby and the Joey Jr. and the uh, Blooming Onion and all kinds of other products you can get at cocoman.biz. Um we're no longer live on Roku, but we can still be replayed on Roku. Thanks to Roger Taylor on the Coco TV hey, that channel means, on hey, Roku. That means you can uh, download you that program on Roku. You could download yeah. that program on Roku. That's right. So uh, if you want to get some cool custom <laughs> merchandise that says I'm a coconut or Cocoa Talk t-shirts, DVDs, coffee mugs. Somebody recently bought a mouse pad. You can get custom retro merchandise uh at the 8-Bit256 Retro Swag Shop. Uh, you can interface with us at our website, cocotalk.live. Let's not forget the Coco Crew podcast at cococrew.org. Friend of the show, maker of our best of episodes, uh, Brian Joyce at Extructus Productions, E-X-T-R-U-C-T-U-S.com. Ed Snyder, the Cylon, the Zipster, maker of the Mega Mini MPI and the Coco PSG and the Coco SDC and all kinds of other cool products. Check him out at the T-H-E-Z-I-P-P-S-T-E-R-Zone.com. I believe we've covered most of the important things. We have a question from Adam Coolidge. Does the Coco VGA require modifications of the motherboard and somebody want to take that question richard lorbieski uh, mainly is the uh socket the 6847 some of them are soldered in uh, most of them are not so basically it just plugs in and then you have to modify the case itself if you want to mount the uh, vga adapter uh, onto the case so that has to be modified as well 
Yeah, so it is, um, so the the VDG, the video display generator chip, it needs to be desoldered and replaced with a socket because this plugs into where it goes and then the VDG plugs right. on now, top of now that. Now, right? most, kind most of, of the Cocos line, have the right? uh, VDG uh, with the socket in it, so you don't necessarily have to uh, remove that, you know, uh, unsolder that. And then there's some people that use the sound. You have to also uh, add a sound option to that as well you could actually um, take out the rf modulator and put in a uh, composite or you can actually uh, solder a wire sound wire directly um, into from from the board onto the case itself so it's most of the modifications are on the case not on the motherboard ah okay yeah that's right because it's vga which is just the display part but it doesn't right. handle the sound part so uh, I guess some people are doing composite mods in conjunction with this. So the composite mod would give you right. Audio. You get the audio out, out on that, but the um, motherboard you can actually jumper it directly from the motherboard. Right, and I think Ed right. Snyder showed but you video also have to, to have it hooked too. into the back of the case. So you're going to have to make modifications to the back of the case. Right now, I believe it's just a little mini DIN connector that sticks out of the back, and then you plug an adapter from there, and it then kind yeah. of um right well actually it's a, a 15 pin i believe but it the 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 good thing about it is he includes a template uh, a metal one so it's it's pretty much goof proof okay um you, i mean of course you have to have the proper tools but it's a lot easier with that metal template to uh, uh, mount that case you know the the stuff onto there and if somebody did not want to cut holes in their case, it's an actual ribbon cable too. You could just kind of stick the ribbon cable out oh. of the back of the cocoa. And oh, I'm, I'm down yeah, like I'm little, mistaken. It's not, little... it's not a 15 pin din. It's a, it's a, uh, it's like an S video connector. Yeah, it's like a little mini din that you plug right. into that yeah, has the VGA I, yeah. connection I'm on the other side of that. Right. Thinking of something else. Sorry about that. Um, yes. Yeah. But it's a neat little product. I'm I'm looking forward to getting one installed. Matter of fact, we're running out of time. I yes. need to send you my cocoa, <laughs> right, Richard? <laughs> I need to send you my cocoa and then order my thing from uh, what's his face, Brendan, so we can get that going. Because I need it professionally installed. Because I'm not a solderer. TV, uh, I just wanted to mention. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't get me to do it. You'll get a bunch of tufts of hair on it and everything else. I just wanted to mention in the SoCal RGE, which is the uh, show that's going on, uh, Richard just posted. He said he sent you an email with links to the photos and videos that he made today at the show. If you wanted to. Let's take and a look. Like commentary. Yes. Oh, wow. In we the, have Coco yeah, Talk. Discord. We have Co Coco Fest to talk about. Wow. Too. We have Coco Fest. What is Coco Fest? A new thing. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a look at that. Let's look at some of these videos here. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. All right. Well, let's see what one of these the here arcade is. arcade section was great, too. They had... Oh, so we're going backwards. Let's let's go to the top and work our way down then, maybe. Is that on the bottom of the list? All right. Let's see. All right. We are here at the Southern California Retro Game Expo in Pasadena, California. And uh, we just walked into the main hall, and here's what we see. No. Oh, you guys can't hear. Ah. Right. 
Can you hear it now? Lots of people here. And what do you want to get, Nolan? A Fortnite gun. You want to check out the Fortnite guns? All right, let's go around and see what's what's here. Oh, this is cool that his website looks like it's auto-playing the clips. Or it was for a little bit. Unless that was just buffering on one clip. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this looks like Tim Lindner's uh, setup. And right away, I found the Cocos. There's Tim. Multi-pack. Ooh, Dragonfire. For Intellivision. There's a Coco. Coco 1. There's an Intellivision controller. Oh, that's like the Tandy vision, yeah, right? Be. Yeah, it looks like Tandy. The Intellivision was uh, white. Okay, so I'm not sure whose Coco we're looking at here. This is the picture he sent us. Look, there's a fam. <laughs> the way it's okay. all hacked up, it might be one of Marty's versions. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Good, good coverage. There's an area set up here with a bunch of retro computers and game consoles and TVs. There's some Sony professional monitors, and you can just walk around and play whatever you want to. And so we're playing a GameCube That's game here on the on the Wii. Some kind of weird like Shrek racing game. There's vendors all around. They have all kinds of stuff like uh, keychains and perler bead crafts and games and gaming artifacts. Stuff for all the old consoles. Cool stuff. A lot of good content here. And they're pretty short clips, too. So. Here's another exhibit hall with all the arcade games. Yeah, this is kind of a candy store. Pinball machines. All kinds of old and new. Games. Nice. We got a bunch of them in there. Let's jump down a little bit. Let's look at another one. Oh, we got some some pictures. In there. A few pictures. We went to the. House beer garden here in downtown Pasadena for lunch. Ah! What did you get, <laughs> Nolan? Um, a cheeseburger. <laughs> but no beer. No beer for the little one, though, huh? And we got a couple of JPEGs here. Let's see what we got here. Oh, look at that. That's a nice little entry there, huh? SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So thanks for sending that to us. Richard, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm going to screw up your last name, so I won't try to um, pronounce it. Very cool stuff. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 
Yeah, it looks a nice, nice, good size show. So, <laughs> you're in the area. It's still on tomorrow. Yeah. You should go check <laughs> it out. Ken says, "Do I have the make the trek commercial?" Oh my goodness, do I not have that? I don't. I don't have it queued up, Bruce. We, we, yeah, you guys mentioned Coco Fest, and we would be remiss if we're talking about Coco Fest and we didn't get to the um, the commercial. So let me see if I can Is find it. Is this the part it. of the show where you ask who's going to Coco uh, Fest except Richard and I? No, no. <laughs> okay. um, I'm trying to find a damn Make the Trek video here. I know I have it. I Somewhere. can play the opening music if you want. Would it be... Yeah, play the opening music because I can't find it right now. I don't know if I have it under commercials or under videos. Make the trek. I found it. We'll wait for Brian the Music Man and then I'll go ahead and throw up the one that I've got. <laughs> is it coming through all right it's getting it's getting clipped a lot by your uh my the reading's growing stronger captain coming from a star system directly ahead Coco Fest, make the trek to the place you belong, Illinois, hair and point, make the trek, Coco Fest. Coco Fest, May 4th and 5th. 2019 in Lombard, Illinois. Make the trek. Touch the heron. Fascinating. That was good. That is good. So, yeah, we do have... Um, that's Bruce. Bruce Moore. Yeah, that, that event, that SoCal event looks pretty good, right? So you got all the retro stuff, you've got the arcade machines, you got big ass glasses of beer. I mean, what what's there not to like about that? That's pretty awesome. Uh so we're gonna talk about Coco Fest. Is that what my producer Ron Delvell is telling me? Is Ron, are you still with me? Yes, I'm and Ron I'm Lee, here. The immigrate Oh, uh, you're back. All right. So we're here, we're talking about Coco Fest now. Uh what are we Cocoa gonna talk Fest. about, Ron? Who's going? <laughs> I'm not going. Anyone going? I have to. It's like right by my house. So. <laughs> you have a moral obligation, right? If you're within five hours of the Lombard, Chicago, Illinois make it you got area, in, you've right? got... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Now, you're familiar with the website now, too, Jim? Uh, it's glensidecc.com yeah, is the website for... Excellent. Excellent. So who, uh, let's see, uh, Bryza probably not going to make it. Although uh, Craig Stewart from Australia is making it. So we will have at least one Australian there. Uh, yeah. Nick Marotta, are you going to come to Coco Fest? 
You can catch a ride of Curtis. Because <laughs> yeah, Canada's so small and we're right beside each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like neighbors. It's like yeah. Nick. Everybody's his neighbor, right? So, <laughs> no, I'd love to, but I can't this year. This thing is... Hopefully next year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. L. Curtis Boyle will be there making the trek. All Anybody the way can do Old like Canada. a live stream? Uh, we'll probably do some stuff for, you know, when we're there. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will. I've I've tried to stream the entire event in the past, but it just gets to be very exhausting. So I'm not going to try to stream everything, all you know, all weekend. But I'll try to do little snippets here and there. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will. Ron said Correct. you're not going to make it, right, Ron? Timberman will not Unless, be there. We will uh, miss you, Ron. A bundle of money comes from heaven like manna in the desert. Yeah, good. <laughs> now, this uh, Curtis Brooks can swing by and grab you on his way. <laughs> I don't want to do 18 hours to drive each way. That's fine. Uh, no, nobody lives here. Uh-huh. Rob Inman says there'll be at least one Australian and many Wallabies will be at Coco Fest here. And we know Brian the Music Man's going to be there. Jim's going to be yes, there. Sir. Brian, are you coming? Brian's going to be there. Uh, Jim's going to bring his, uh, his MIDI wind controller. His wind. It's gonna break. It's, it's gonna break wind for us at Cocoa Fest. So, um, Brian's gonna be there. Mark, Mark Bosley, uh, sure you gonna yet. be able to be so there? Putting, putting the money together. Okay, and we know we know Richard Lorbieski will be there in Boyson Technologies. And uh, Jason, the Cocoa Man, right? Even though I'm outside the realm of moral. Uh, Obligation. Obligation. I, I'm going to be exceeding expectations. I, it's about, I'm about three hours outside of that, but I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, well. Excellent, excellent. James Diffendaffer, going to make the trek? Not. But, uh-huh. but might write, release something for the in time for the fest. Oh, I was going to say, Jason, I'm sorry, Jason Richard. is right. You he has no morals. <laughs> Immoral <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Uh, cool, cool. And have we heard from Damon at all? Damon's been here in spirit, but muted the entire time. So I'm not sure if Damon's with us or not with us. Um, but hello, Damon. And what? All right. So what else? What have we not talked about now? We've run the uh, we've run the uh, the sponsors. We've run some commercials. We've done some news. We've had a core dump. We've seen an acquisition. Have we done it all? Have we beat this one to death already? Hey, in how, in how under two hours. Real time clock. Uh, Very I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, Rob Inman wants to know if you can get there by train, James Inman. Just jump on one of those trains. Just ride the way, rails all the way over to Lombard. Yeah, where's my train button right now? <laughs> That's not my train button. Is this, is this my train button? That's not my train button. Is this my train button? Oh, that's that was the construction at Curtis's house. All right. That's, that's not the train. Cleaning up his bit. Where the hell's my train? Where the hell's my train? I can't find my train. James, play. Yeah, James, where's your train? It's a professional show. Yeah, 
There we go. There's the train. In order to ride one of those trains, they'd have to slow down enough I could jump on. <laughs> that just sounds like a challenge. That's all. Yeah, right. Be like me on the back of a horse trying to ride alongside of it and get on it like a bandits in the old westerns. You could call yourself Tom Mix, and then you'd be a real celebrity at the fest. So, oh, yeah. Simon uh, Johansson's been working on uh, Simon. Yes, yeah. Simon's going to be the, the madman. I've been helping him. Uh, I play uh, some of his creations on my hardware for him, and he's, he's okay. a pretty exciting guy. <laughs> So, uh, yes, does anybody yeah, remember yes. like uh, the programs yeah. that they would print in the rainbow? Like, uh, I mean, I know there was rainbow one I did a long time ago. It was like super long. It took me and my friend like days to write this out. We never could get it to work. It just killed me. Like the program, yeah, listing they that actually you had to type you know, text of the. I think it was a basic program or something. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I I did one or two of them. Um, there was one, there's two that I remember. One of the ones I remember was kind of like a UFO shooting game where you, every time you pressed the joystick button, it would shoot a line at one of the UFOs. The UFO is like a little circle that got painted on the screen and it kept like moving around and just, you kind of had to shoot at these UFOs. But there was another one that I remember that actually had four fields of scrolling stuff in there that was like a little in-game assembly routine where you like these little obstacle courses and there was two ones that scrolled horizontally there was two that scrolled vertically it was a really cool looking thing john phrase uh, the guy who was um illustrated memory banks i think it was it's on uh, my website that's okay. a different name I... that was fred sorry skirbo fred skirbo i think that Fred Skirbo, that, name that sounds, sounds right, and uh, his name came up on Facebook a little while ago. He passed away about what was it, fifteen or twenty years ago? Did it... Oh wow, that's un yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, another one I remember. It was a one-line program, but it was it was a uh, it was a mini compiler, or maybe it wasn't a one-line program, but it was a mini compiler. It would take any single line of BASIC that you could write. And convert it to a, a an, an exe file, but it was intentionally a short program. Like you couldn't run a whole basic program, but you could write a short basic program, and it compiled it for you, and it made an, an exe file. It was a little mini one-line compiler. Does anybody Do you remember mean that a bin one? file? Oh, okay. It made a bin file. Yeah, but it was it was a it was a compiler in that was in the rainbow. Yeah, and it would take a one-line basic program and convert it to assembly for you and make it a binary file. It would assemble it down to I just a, a posted bin the file. link to the marathon with the screenshot. It is by John Fraze. It's not by uh, Fred Skirbo. Okay. Well, it's not Illustrated Memory Banks. Oh, so it wasn't IMD. Yeah. All right. Let me, uh, let me bring that up on the... Let me bring that up. So this is on Curtis yep. Boyle's website? Marathon, yeah, and it had four different screens that all scrolled, right? But we can't get those screenshots. Oh, if you just zoom right? the page, you should. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you had like the kind of like the sea dragon looking screens. Um, you had the, uh, uh, the hot air balloons and the the, the horizontal vertical scrolling. Um, 
It was written in basic, but the yeah, scrolling part was like assembly language, scrolls, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And it was really impressive to see. Matter of fact, I think I just reused that and put my <laughs> own graphics into it <laughs> and made my own games with it. So, um, yeah, yeah, really neat. Remember, I remember that one. Do you remember Zonks? But, yeah. Yes. It had the coolest Zonks. intro Name screen, sounds I remember. It was, a, it was a machine language program you typed in from the rainbow. So did the did the read data poke stuff, okay. and uh, it's on the archive. Okay. I have it. I have a copy here. It's on the archive. It's a really cool game. It had, but it had the best intro screen. I used to just leave it on loop in the right on the intro screen for like a few minutes at a time and just listen to the music. It's so. Cool. Um, Fred, huh. Fred Skirbo had a regular column, and I uh, the armchair arcade or something like that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like text that was like inverse like flashing and it's really neat yeah that i just threw the uh, link for that one up in the chat too zonks i remember snail's Let's revenge see. yeah that was a, that was an imb illustrate memory banks one yeah one, one thing i did like rainbow like after the first two years or maybe slightly less than that um they were getting so many people you know writing in and complaining that, you know, I typed a listing, I can't find the error, I can't get the stupid thing to work. So that's when they introduced that Rainbow Check Plus where you type in so many lines and then you'd run this little machine language thing. They would do a checksum and tell you if it matched the one in the magazine. You could tell where your errors were in small chunks of code instead of trying to figure out the whole thing. And I actually did use that we quite often. That. It helped me help with mistakes. Yeah, because that was a really long program we put in. Yeah, if you had the Rainbow Check Plus, I think it was called, then you would you type in like 10 or 20 lines at a time run this little thing and it would tell you if it matched or not. And then if it didn't, then you, you had a mistake in that little chunk. You didn't have to go through the whole program. Right, the checksum didn't match it. Yeah. It was very helpful. Hmm. Now I remember that there, then, huh? there was a Frogger clone in um, Hot Coco. Hot Coco. Yeah. That was huge to type in. I you typed know, in half of it, and then I couldn't yeah. find the next magazine. I was oh, so no. bad. <laughs> the longest one we typed in, and we split this between Dwayne Downing, myself, Dick Powell, and a couple other people, I think it was five of us, was the original full-length 32K version of the William Tell Overture. That was in Color Computer News, and it was a machine language program, so it's all data statements. And it was like eight or nine pages of hex. Yep. And I think we had, wow. by the end of it, we had about four notes that were wrong out of the entire seven-minute song or whatever, so... Impressed yeah. we got it that good. Wow, I, that's pretty good. Hey, Paul Thayer is asking what what uh, what, what uh, month or year was Zonks October nineteen eighty five? If anybody remembers, <laughs> Appro approximately. Mister Trivia, I just have my web page still up and it has it listed. So. Give, <laughs> yeah, give, give or take five minutes. That's all I knew. It was yeah, I mean, and honestly, like Rainbow on tape and Rainbow on disc was like I I couldn't afford that, but that was like that was a whole nother market because like yeah, for those of you who are too lazy to type or can't trust your own, you know, can't trust our printing or your spelling, then you know, here we go. We'll just sell you. One the of the software. things the clubs went in together to uh, yeah to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's less like copyright infringement when it was software that was technically free, anyways. So if some if you all chipped in on the rainbow yeah. on disc, that's probably. I mean, technically it, it share, wasn't right? free because you had to buy the magazine to get the listing. So, but as long as you own the magazine, we at the club figured we'll save you the typing. We'll order one group yeah. subscription to Rainbow on Tape, and then... yeah, yeah, that's that's a good example of. Uh... 
pooling your resources there, right? So, yeah, those were good times. I know a lot of people, they, they mentioned that that's how they learned to program was by just typing in the programs and then kind of debugging. So it's like reverse engineering. The, yeah, I want to see what that hot cocoa uh, version of uh, Frogger was like now that we've talked about it again. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I wonder if it's not- I think my favorite hot cocoa program when they had a 3D wireframe program where you could program in the points and then the 3D space and you could rotate it and move it, zoom in and zoom out and all that kind of stuff. Because I was going to actually use that as an engine in the game because you could do, you know, like 3D space work from spectral. And it was. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. um, Does anybody remember that program on the Apple II where it would morph the pictures from one to the other? That was really impressive stuff for the time where you had these you had these two different scenes and it would literally morph the pictures from one to the other. And it was really cool animation to see these pictures kind of melt back and forth and become different things. And it was all done on the Apple too. I remember seeing those like in, in stores and stuff as a super mm-hmm. cool no, I, demo. I didn't see that one. I didn't see either. Was what that Apple two EGS or something or was yeah. it no, it was like an old school Apple II, okay. Apple II thing, but it was morphing, and it was the first time I'd ever seen any type of morphing on the screen before. You know, no, they had morphing from one screen to the other. Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. On a sixty-five yeah, no, no less, right? No less. Another game I remember is uh, Parachute Drop. It was uh, basically a. Uh, no, I, I I think it was from uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It was a kind of a copy of one in it, and you right, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yep, and yeah, you tried to land on the in the landing zone, and then it had wind and and stuff. And I just remember bloop 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 bloop, <laughs> and it moved down the screen. Was it a semi language or basic game? Yeah. So kind of um, lander ish. Was it called it's sort of, I guess, because basically you dropped from a plane, you had a randomly placed landing platform you had to land on, so you had to steer your guys just flying through the air with the joystick, but you had wind and stuff that would change as you're going, too, so as you're floating down, all of a sudden the wind picks up and you yeah. get shoved over to the side or something, so you had to keep adjusting for it to try to land. Yeah, there's there some other ones, too, like, <clears throat> was it Hot Cocoa, I think, had the one game called Space Hawks, which was kind of a Galaxian-style game that was in a semi-language one that they had? I don't think I ever typed that one in, but I, yeah, I think they had that. Pretty sure I've got that on my site too. Yeah, I never saw Hot Cocoa. I think the only magazine I ever saw back in the day was Rainbow. I know that some of those other magazines existed, but I never, because I that kind of the irony of it is unless you saw one of the magazines. It was kind of hard to subscribe because you had to get like one of those cards that had the address to mail <laughs> to mail your thing to to get the subscription. So it's like, how are you going to subscribe to a magazine that you don't have access to? You know, so I guess uh, we were lucky here because some of our local bookstore yeah, chains, I, like Kohl's, actually carried quite a few of those back in the day. So we had Color Computer Magazine, Hot Cocoa, and Rainbow all were getting carried. Color Computer News never was that one. I think before major chains started carrying the the computer magazines, they'd already gone under. They went under, I think, after the September '83 issue, if I remember. I, well, the one of them got bought up by um, Compute, and uh, I think it was Hot Cocoa. The Compute bought them up and then discontinued it, and then finished out everybody's subscription with uh, Compute. And uh, Com- Compute didn't do anything but text-based games, and so nothing was an extended basic. So nobody wanted to keep subscribing. 
I put hmm. the uh, Spacehawk link in uh, the chat there too. Uh, so that's that's uh, a worst case of trying to play to the com lowest common denominator and then alienating your your audience, huh? Uh, l let's see here. I was let's never good in math with the denominators yeah. again. Yeah, Spacehawk looks pretty good. <laughs> All right, Spacehawk. And that was okay. a assembly language yeah, one too. Yeah, so. galaxy. Yeah, I mean your ship sprawling. looks pretty good down there. The derivative of Galaxian. It was available in Hot Cocoa magazines. Very good quality for a magazine game. The article said it required extended basic, but I'm not sure why it would. It may work with that. Roger. Mm -hmm. He published commercial stuff okay. later on too, so with TNT. Probably a few ROM calls. Yeah, but I can't see what extended basic ROM calls. If you're reading the keyboard or the joystick, that's color basic. So right. I've never tried it, but maybe somebody should, and I can finally correct that page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's neat looking. Yeah, and these are all available on Curtis Boyle's uh, games list website. No, I don't have it. But you can go to the archive for most of the stuff for downloads. So it's just if you want the information on the game, that's okay. What my site's more for, and I'm so far behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Bruce Moore is saying he had three Coco magazines in his public library where his club would meet at. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I just don't remember seeing them. They may have been out there. I just don't remember seeing them. The only magazine that really was strong in my consciousness. Yeah. Rainbow and my was in Rainbow. Uh, my local Safeway. Um, and uh, when I went to college, it was in Barnes & Noble. Hey, we've been joined by our resident Apple guy, Mark D. Overholzer. Hey, hey Mark, man. how are you? Welcome. Glad to be here. Glad You're muted. Here. Hey. Glad to have I you remember back. here in Canada, Color Computer Magazine was actually briefly carried by Canadian Tire of all places. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or just tires. Mark, are you fishing? What are you doing over there, Mark B? Back scratcher. Well, I'll play with the cat. Oh, I need one of those. Oh, it's a back scratcher? Okay, I'm trying to figure what's going on. If you're uh, fishing I'll play with the or, cat. Uh... Her favorite toy is an old shoestring on a on on stick. On his geek. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, an old shoestring on a piece of PVC pipe. That's her favorite toy. Besides wow. boxes. So it's, so it's an example of so, catfishing. Yep, catfishing. <laughs> so we missed you last week, Mark. Oh, yeah, Everything good in your busy. world? Uh, this week I had a, a seminar I went to all day. Uh, last week it was a uh, talent mm. show for a fundraiser for my church. And the week before that I was helping my child move. I don't remember you submitting a requisition for requesting time off, so we're going to have to have some... Uh, you're going to dock his uh, pay? Or, yeah. You're going to dock your working pay. on the rainbow. Uh. <laughs> Slowly. Oh, yeah, we had a question. People are asking for updates on the new Rainbow Magazine, uh, so can you briefly, update us? I've just been trying to go through and edit the few things I have and proofread things. Most everything looks good. I just need to uh, do a few edits on uh, Ian's uh, stuff because there were some updates information I got from Curtis. Other than that, else is probably fine so. are we are we missing content no. is anybody behind no. on submitting no, what they said they were going to do i think uh, a couple of people have submitted additional stuff so okay and has anything been no. passed off to ron delvo for no, layout yet or is it so in your hands me. so it's it's going through yep, a qc it. right now we'll be getting her done okay so all content 
All content has been delivered and assimilated. Uh, Mark Oberholzer is quality checking it all, proofreading, editing. And in the very near future, it'll be passed on to Rendezvous for layouts. And the new Rainbow, a product, a crowdsourced community project product will be available to us in the very Correct. near future. That'd be As very plan. cool. This year, like I said, this year we do actually have content. <laughs> so new content. It's good. Yes, yes. And the, so the initial plan is just to release it digitally? Is uh, that yeah, it? that's As what like I'm thinking. PDF? But I'm thinking about trying to get it printed, too, and have something for Cocoa Fest. So something you can actually hold. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. What is Ken Reichert saying? I found out. Um, it's talking about uh, the mag- Cocoa Mark, magazines. Okay. Uh, he only found out about the uh, the third-party ones once Tier City Maker Computer News, which was Radio Shack's internal okay. one, went out. Ah, yes, 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 yes. You're too kind. Thank you. How about uh, all right? Adam's so I think we've been. Has he been working on it much? Is Rick still here? Ricky, ah, uh, we've lost Rick. Um, I know Rick has been working on uh, Temple of Rome too, and and Omnistar. I don't know where he is with either one of those, but he did mention in in Discord he had nothing new to update. Well, he us did on clear week, his so. driveway out of snow. Sure. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he's been dealing with yeah. with Mother Nature, so which is something we don't deal with down here in Florida too much. We don't worry about oh, snow anyway. Um, yeah, you know when the hurricane's coming, and most of the time they miss anyway. It's so a at least sticky they, weather uh, you in never the summer, know. don't you? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, I've I've lived my whole life with humidity, so it's and the sky's like, open. Uh, Skies open up and rains for about five minutes, and then uh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. There's times where it's raining on one side of the street and not the other, you know. So it's just uh, they say if you don't like the weather, uh, wait five minutes. You know. So it's uh, <laughs> talking about Chicago again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, cool, cool, cool. So we beat the uh, show to I death have one, tonight. One little quick question. Um, just prior to uh, okay. in the chat there, just before Curtis's post there, I put a eBay link to a TRS-80 screen print printer. I've never Let's seen such a, a thing before. I don't know if anybody's ever seen something like that operate. Oh, is that the thermal one that's got the curved, um, the paper kind of foil paper and it comes out? screen yep. printer that's what it is. oh that's so what does it do? yeah what is it like the, a projector that's one of the first generation uh uh printers that radio shack came out with uh that came with the model one and basically yeah it was thermal paper when you print it out it, it sold for like five hundred dollars it was it was nuts real ex- real expensive yeah the... but what it, was it, it printing Like whatever was on yeah. your screen, it just printed. It, so it was like raw output from your whatever your screen did. It just yeah. no, you mirrored on paper. It was it was, it was basically the <laughs> oh, first okay, line printer key. type. Not very okay. popular. It would come out curved, okay. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Why do they call it a screen printer? Because it printed what it was on I your screen. I believe so. Hey, yes. Uh, if you push a button, it would just dump the screen, and and I mean it's still using it like a regular printer, though, couldn't you or no? I think I you could. 
But I think I think the way it worked and why it's circular like that is because the it was like a rotating thing that would uh, spin around. Rotating head. Yeah, a rotating yeah. head. Yeah. An old photocopier hmm. technology. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Had a bit of an odor to it when it w was printing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's well, so does a, half the panel yeah. here, so I'm mean, gonna. Oh. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a YouTube video showing it printing somewhere, so. Yeah. Uh, so here's the back of it here. This looks like a beast, huh? It's got a fuse in it. It's big. <laughs> you know you're, you know you're a serious high voltage device when you've got your yeah, own fuse. Yeah, but just think it's you, not on right? the circuit so. board inside. Yeah. So serial number seventeen seventy two. So how many of these things did they make? Seventeen hundred seventy two at least. I don't know. So one for each store. That's a big honker. <laughs> no, I've never seen that before. Yeah, I have never. Yeah, I'm seen looking that at original. It it sold for six hundred bucks originally. Wow. Uh, that's why you don't see many of them. Yeah, that's insane. If you did a whole bunch of screen dumps from one of the old Model 1 and 3 games there, you can make a flippant cartoon out of it, too. So, Yeah, right? Imagine if you're playing like a text adventure, right? You're playing one of those uh, Pyramid or whatever, and just, just all just scrolling on the back, page. To be honest, back in many days, like with PDPs forever, and stuff, right? you did used to, you didn't have actual video terminals. You just had printer terminals. Some people did play adventure games that way, so yeah, just true. reams and reams of paper going through the adventure game. Yeah, it's a rotary. Um, it's a rotary printer. I'm looking wow. at the operations manual right now. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, universities that really did not like the students doing that. <laughs> I know ours wasn't too happy about it on the packs. Talk about you know, talk about a resource. You know, uh, wasting a resource, all that paper and ink for playing a game. Right. So it's just like yeah. Yeah, basically what you imagine. would do is you would put your data up on the screen and say, okay, I want to print this out, and this is what it would do. So, and, and, the, and the TRS-80 screen was, what, 64 columns by 16 lines? So that was basically the uh, output of one chunk of, like, one well, page would be, be like, page. one it was screen's worth of text? It was, it was a continuous paper roll, so you would just tear off the you sheet You just of paper. tear it off. It's got, a, like, a little tear-off. Uh, yeah, a little paper cutter on it. Yeah, the paper paper was gray, right? Okay. Yeah, silver. For the... Yeah, it was a silver paper type. Yeah, yeah, it it what you there was a print command switch on there, so you would just press that and it would it would uh, print it up. It used like DMA or something to dump the mm -hmm. screen memory. Yeah. Would, uh... Well, for those of us who are on the show right now, how are we feeling about the time now? This is the third week now we've been at 8 o'clock. Does this time seem to work for me? It's going to be a little weird. When, I'm, uh, I'm usually somewhere else, but... We're cutting into your nightlife, James? Is that the deal? I, I, well, like last week, I, about the time I get home, it's uh, you guys are getting ready to sign off, so... <laughs> Is that when you're doing your train conductor? Gotta please everybody. Being a man. Yeah. I gotta be one in every yeah. job. Well, we just want to please Nick Marota. As long as this works time slot me. works for Nick Marota, that's really yeah. who we care about. Yeah, so. Okay. This show was this show was was for you. We we were thinking about you before we even knew who you were, but we just knew that someday 
this guy would be here and this show would be the show for him. And you are that guy. So <laughs> I feel very special. Thank you. Just like, you know, Nick Marini's actually put a, a tribute to Nick uh, Marotta on the uh, Gunstar high score list too. Nick M. So that's obviously Nick Marotta. Not that's Nick. right. I saw that. Yeah. That's right. See, now I just thought my mom just thinks I'm special, but Stevie Stroh thinks I'm special. And, special, so. <laughs> and you got a better score than me too. So which that doesn't take much. Oh uh, yeah. I noticed I was, I was at the bottom. Yesterday of the was list Neil there, Brookins' so. birthday. Now, when you say Neil Brookins, you're talking about the real I, Neil I Brookins know. or Neil Blanchard? <laughs> uh, no, we just had a, a real okay. hassle with there... his name, that name in the past. Okay. All right. Well, there is yeah. a real Neil Brookins, too, as it turns out. So, um, whoever had a birthday yesterday, I hope it was a happy one. Um, so new, new rainbow magazines in the works. That's good. Gunstars got bad guys on the screen. That's good. Mark Bosley's got a cat with a shoestring <laughs> on a stick and that's good. Um, Jim Byers is playing the saxophone. So we might have some, is it Byers? Am I saying your name? Uh, or Briars? Am I like saying your name, Jim? Ooh. Like, okay. Jim Briars. All right. So hopefully we'll have some music from you joining us in the musical jam at Coco Fest. Brian, the music man Shoebring will be there at Coco Fest bringing the anyway. music. You said you Rondell's... play sax? Sax and uh, the MIDI wind controller here. So can you play Baker Street then? I hate playing that song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody asks you to play, right? Uh, I, I have been playing in, well, like for the last 15 years, I've been in a Pink Floyd tribute band. Oh, I, I just ah. kind of retired from them. I just needed a change of scenery, and so I joined up with a Rolling Stones tribute band. So I'm I'm kind of doing a lot more saxophone now with, you know, with the Pink Floyd. Now, do you Sorry? ever get requests? Do you get Do you get requests? To uh, Kenny G? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really something you hear on you know the local rock station. Yeah, right. So, trying to think of who else is who's some of the most well known. Uh, foreign players. So, Billy Joel's band had Thomas, one for yeah. some songs. I remember. Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. He's, he's yeah. phenomenal. Uh, Bobby Keys Wait, is was, the uh, keyboard like or the sax player with the Rolling Stones, or he was. He passed away. And he's a tough one to uh, like, kind of mimic. You know, he's got his own kind of style. What uh, what register of sax is like a tenor I've sax got or alto, uh, C melody, and a tenor. Hmm. What's your favorite? The Iwi. <laughs> I, I can play anything, you know. I can uh, plug it into any sound module what and I can that? play whatever yeah. it sounds like. It. It's a MIDI wind controller. Uh, some people call it an Iwi. Oh, okay. Iwi, okay. But it, it's basically just a keyboard that I blow into and I play it with saxophone fingerings. So that'd like me like a trumpet <laughs> or a that's saxophone or clarinet or flute. Yeah, I've got, I honestly got, I've got over 10,000 different sounds, I'm sure, to pick from. Variety. Wow. So is there like a, a synth I could do on the Coco? Brian? <laughs> of course. <laughs> what would the name be? <laughs> Brian the Music Man. I've got a couple uh, sound modules. I've got. Uh, TG three hundred and a uh, TG thirty three. Well, I, well uh, we run like, off of MIDI. Well, we're gonna do something in the Coco though. I use the Coco. Oh, you do. 
about it's a MIDI running controller MIDI through the cocoa, right? Well, I, probably it's a recorder of MIDI. Yeah, I take MIDI files and I play them to the cocoa. I was using it as a sequencer or a controller. Yeah, is it an actual sound module or a or kind of like a soft synth, I guess? They're physical uh, sound modules. Oh no, I'm talking about like having like a soft synth inside the cocoa. I go for the <laughs> real thing. Well, I do too. I'm just saying it'd be something uh, unique to do, you know. Well, the we're we might be getting there with the uh, Lira 12, Symphony right? 12? With the 12, the yeah. poly, what's the, what's the thing called the Symphony 12? Yeah, so they're they're looking at reproducing a, a, a cartridge that existed back in the day called the Symphony 12. It's got it's 12 voice uh, synthesizer that you could plug a real keyboard into. Uh, it's it's a hardware it's based synthesizer. Three, it's got, it's got multiple, four of the AY um, 81. Huh. Yeah. It's probably the uh, MIDI input through the joystick, I would imagine. I'm not sure how that. I think that keyboard originally connected with some type of ribbon cable to the. Yeah, cartridge, there's there's two ways to play MIDI sure on the Coco. There's the hardware dedicated cards, like uh, Brian has, and some of them were just MIDI out, and then some were MIDI in, MIDI through, and MIDI out. <clears throat> but you can also hook up a, a cable through the serial port, and then stuff like Altmuse will run through, and you can play MIDI through the serial port as well. But that's play only. That's not recorder through. And I think it does. Brian, is that up to sixteen voices in Altmuse three? Um. Yeah. 16, 16 uh, uh, not voices, but 16 tracks. Uh, what's That's like the general MIDI standard then, right? It's just 16 channel, simultaneous yeah. tracks, right? It's just But you're talking about like a software synthesizer where the digitized sounds are coming from the Coco itself with no extra anything? Yeah, pretty it. much like, you know, using my Iwi to play the sounds. The closest we have for that, and it's a player only, would probably be Sockmaster's mod player. That's not quite, you know, MIDI or anything, but it's it is yeah. using digitized sound samples and pitch shifts and, and adds effects and stuff. So you can play four voice MIDI or uh, mod files from the Amiga, the Mac, and the PC that way. Because I mean, if you can, if we can find something that has that actually plays MIDI files, then there's got to be a way to input MIDI into that live. I would imagine. Yeah. So you so you need a well. Yeah, so you need a MIDI input that you can yeah. like play your instrument on, but rather than hearing your instrument, you want to hear exactly. the Coco play. I, mean, I, got, I got all the you know top so, of notch sounds I, I need. I want to. I think it'd be cool to do like an eight bit. Yeah, you want you want to hear you want to hear some some lo-fi. Yeah, it sounds like something like maybe the Mega Mini MPI or the Coco PSG. Some of these newer sound chip options that are out there, if they could be kind of combined with MIDI input, there they are. There are the new generation of sound cards for the cocoa that are being worked on right now so i would yeah, jam I would that at cocoa fest <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of the cool. other option right now that is like what brian cool. has which is basically just a midi hardware card or a keyboard you just plug into from the cocoa to the midi and, and it selects the tracks and the, which voices are using what to, and plays through there cool thank you yeah cool beans all right let's put a fork in this show we're now a little over two and a half hours but it's been fun it's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Same time, same channel. And I want to thank everybody who's been on the program with us so far. Bryza, was there anything you wanted to update us on, what you've been doing down Just under? Just learning how to code and stuff around with me games archive, trying to find stuff. That's about it. 
All right. Did you ever work out your keyboard um, went issues? Home, went over to my mum's place, and guess what I found floating around in all my junk there? Okay. What did you find? And it actually works. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I was stoked about that. Oh, I'll still nice. get one of those PS2 ones, like the Adapts Cloud 9, because that'll come yeah. quite in handy because of all the features that you've got on the function keys. Yeah, you don't have to actually touch yeah. the keyboard. Um, Absolutely. Actually, Coco 3, you just sit there and press keys, and you're doing, a, what do you call it, hard reboot and everything else off it. Yeah, that's the only oh, reason neat. I'm looking for it. I want to get one of those because... It's gonna be handy. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do like a soft reset or yeah, you can set from the, the macro keyboard keys on it to do it all. Yeah, that's why I'm oh, gonna get cool. it. Cool. Very cool. That's about it. And then especially if you can get if you can get like an older IBM style mechanical keyboard too, that'd be like a nice clickety clackety feel. No, I don't think Coco Mrs. Too. will appreciate me going clinky clack with the keys while she's talking. <laughs> 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 No click clacking yeah, in the middle of the night, huh? So, Coco. It's like uh, catch up all night doing silly things with it. Yeah, really. Um, uh, Nick Marota, any parting thoughts? Words of wisdom. Uh, I found the Hot Coco magazine, so my dream of playing Frogger may come true. I don't know. It's not <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put the link. What are you posting now, uh, Mark? And you're posting a link to something on Facebook. Should I be oh, opening this link? It's just a link to a Jim Brain Symphony 12 board. No, the Poly 12. Ah, okay. Since you mentioned Yeah. Philharmonic yes, yes. 12. Okay. Philharmonic 12. Okay. Uh, L. Curtis Boyle, any parting thoughts? Words nope, of wisdom? Nope. I'm still you know, planning on trying to get some work done on the EOU. I, I fixed up a couple of fonts. I snuck in about like an hour over this last week so i fixed a few things there but uh lots of plans i just don't know how much i'm going to get done before the fest it will depend on workload okay yes sir ron delvo nothing i'm done for us all right well yeah thank you for I your hope segment we're all worked of, out. uh c c load m maybe yeah, once a month hopefully or everybody's maybe. hopefully everybody's okay and hopefully everybody's <laughs> eardrums will survive that one there Brian Weasler, thank you for showing us your dragon. Cool stuff. Keep us up to date as you get more we'll doohickeys for it. Yeah. Mark yeah, B, everything good? I think the cat Any won. Parting thoughts? <laughs> the cat won. Ah, excellent. Uh, Jim Breyers like the ice cream. Thanks for joining us tonight. It was great having you on. <laughs> wow! Hope it's not copyright. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. It was less than fifteen seconds. We should be good. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brian Schubring, thanks for being here. Tony Pedraza just joined us, Vice President of Glenside Color Computer. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tony. Tony, hey, can you, you hear you. us? He looks frozen. Mark D. Overholzer, thanks for being here tonight. We missed you last week. We're glad to have you back, and thanks for Thank the you. update on the rainbow. Uh, Tony, do you copy? Oh, He's know. looking. Uh, James Differndaffer, oh, any parting thoughts? Oh, I'll have some news for you maybe next week. Okay. Tony Pedraza, do you copy us? I do now. Tony. Hey, Tony, how are you? Oh, I've got a low bandwidth, so this is going to be sketchy, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah. You're catching us at the tail end of the show. But anything you want to let let the world know about you or Coco Fest or anything else? Here's your 15 seconds of fame. Go for it. And go. One, two, three, <laughs> four. I'm down to 10. I had a, <laughs> uh, an inquiry from Iowa about any more. It seems that Mr. Huffman is looking at the possibility, given his finances, Ah. Of doing what? Of attending. Oh. Of showing up to Coco Fest. Okay. Alan Huffman is a staple. So yeah, he's got two points there. on that staple. You'll fit right in. He's a sharp one. Yes. Yeah. So right above you, Tony, is uh, Jim Breyers, who's he, he's in the area. He says he's going to be attending us at Cocoa Fest. Yep. He just got back we'll into the Cocoa. I'll be there. Yeah, we've had an email or two from him, I believe. Okay. He's going to be in the Cocoa Band. Yep. Yeah, he's, in the, he's a musician, too, so he might join the Cocoa Jam. Absolutely. So. Or have I? Very cool. Uh, excellent, excellent. Richard Lorbieski, any um, parting just thoughts? Here trying to set my real time clock. <laughs> <laughs> you got. I think you got to wind it a bit, yes, right? It <laughs> you got to pull that button out of the back and turn it off. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps yeah. saying uh, yes. January first, nineteen seventy. I don't know what what the deal behind that. <laughs> And Nick Morentes, the thunder from down under. Any uh, no, I'm thoughtless at the moment. Oh, that's a meme uh, in the making. You're, you're, yes, you're a perfect addition to the show. <laughs> Actually, there, so. Upside down. Thoughtless. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to press the button. We're going to play the outro music. We are now concluding episode 97 of Coco Talk. It is Saturday, February the 23rd. It's about 10.30 p.m. in Florida. And we're going to play the credits. And we'll be back in just a minute for our final, final, final thoughts. So be back. After this concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click on the Patreon link on our site at cocotalk.live. Cocotalk would not exist without the community and its cast and crew. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morentes, Ron Delvaux, Rick Adams, Jason Reichert, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Karen Anscombe, Simon Jonason, and many, many more. Special thanks to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and to Brian Joyce, Ken Reichert, and Rob Inman for all of their bonus content and contributions, as well as Roger Taylor for getting us on the Coco TV channel on Roku. Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its contributors. The Coco Crew Podcast at CocoCrew.org. Glenside Color Computer Club, host of Coco Fest at GlensideCCC.com. 
Jim Brain and Retro Innovations at go, the number four, retro.com. Tandy Assembly at tandyassembly.com. Boyson Technologies at B-O-Y-S-O-N tech.com. Get your own switcheroo and wallaby cable at cocoman.biz. Cloud9 Technologies at cloud, the number nine, tech.com. Coco Talk is hosted by Steve Strobridge, co-hosts, technical directors, segment hosts, and producers, Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Grant Leedy, Mark Overholzer, Ron Delvaux, and Jason Reichert. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Coco forever, people. She wrote. Another episode's in the bag. All right, so we're about ready to press the button. Anybody got any final, final, final thoughts to say sure. to the folks at home? I have an apology. It wasn't Jim that I uh, had emails with. It's Brian Harris, who's uh, made a couple updates on our pre-registration form that'll make it a little bit neater, I guess, to uh, fill out. So. It's up on the website, right. and uh, hopefully within the week, you will be able to pre-register for the Cocoa Fest directly on TandyList.com. Cool. Cool. Hi, guys. Very cool. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, well, say goodbye, everybody at home, and say goodnight to Nick Marota, our special Marotta. guest tonight. Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. Good night, Marotta. y'all. Good night. Good night. Night. <laughs> uh, all right, Good we're going to press boy. the button here. Good night, Gracie. the sound of me. Hey, Betty Sue. Yeah. on late. <laughs> yeah. This is the sound Good of night, me y'all. hanging up now. <laughs>